Wood fired. Yeah. Yep. Wood fired. You're fired. Computers. Yeah. In computers. Yeah. <laughs> just save me. Uh, I just got to save one of each for the wife, I think. So. No, Kellen? He's not home. So. Anyways. Okay. Let's start the show. This is a Kmart production brought to you by Doug's at Chiropractic and Empire Towing and Recovery. Touchdown! 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 Bills make me wanna. The bills make me wanna. The bills make me wanna. Listener's discretion is advised. Bills Podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to episode number eight, Ocho, the Ocho. All right, uh, we got uh, we got some usual characters today. We've got a new uh, friend, guest, neighbor with us tonight. We're very excited to have him aboard. We'll get to him in a second. You heard the uh, shout remix because the Bills won. Ooh. They freaking won a game. And we'll get to them in a little bit, but we're eating uh, the pizza, and we're going to go through the pizza first because it's nice and fresh. And, um, yeah, so uh, today I've got Brendan to my left. Hello, hello. How you been? I've been good. How's your week gone? Uh, pretty good. Can't complain. TGIF, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then let's welcome our newest member, guest, friend, host, neighbor, Mike. Hey. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. What's going on? What's new? Um, nothing. Thanks for having me. You know, I've, I've listened to every episode. I really enjoy the show. So it's kind of cool to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike's going to give us an interesting perspective today on the bills chatter because he was at the game last night, correct? I was. Yep. All right. So we'll get into that atmosphere a little bit later. Then we have Dennis. Hey, how you doing? Not too bad. How about yourself? I'm okay. I'm all right. It's Friday. We're potting. So yeah, I mean, what else could be? It. Yeah. And then we've got, uh, Sean. Kyle, how's it going? I'm good. Let me tell you, are you as tired as I am? Um, you know what? I'm not because I chose not to go to trivia last night. Oh, okay. I stayed home. Did you I stay home. up for the whole game, though? No. So when we get to the Bills talk, someone's going to have to help me out because I missed all the excitement in the fourth quarter. I think I saw the touchdown um, that they scored, but after that I think I zonked out and uh, I think Alicia was throwing socks at me as she, we were doing laundry or something. Well, let me tell you uh, – like looking at the traffic in the 290, basically looking at just work. Everyone is dragging because the bills take you to the bitter end. Yeah. You're going to watch to the last final play. Yeah. Every primetime night. Yeah. Catherine's no, going, unfortunately. Yeah. They almost messed it up. Almost. <laughs> uh, and I am Kyle, the uh, host, moderator, executive producer, engineer. Yeah, you're the executive producer, engineer. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much everything. 97% not, not, everything. <laughs> not the host, but a host. Uh, yeah, the engineering for sure. Moderator. So, you're the yeah, moderator. Yeah. Uh, today we are sampling, reviewing Jay's Artisan Pizza, which is at Delaware and Delaware Road. I believe it was 2782 Delaware Avenue. And then there is Candyman, which is inside of Caputi's. If you're a town of Tonawanda resident, you... Definitely know where Caputi's is. Actually, is that pronounced correct? Is it Caputi's or Caputi's? Caputi's. Yep. Okay. All right. I don't know. 
It's a fries freeze matter. thing. Sure, fries freeze. <laughs> fries in the summer, freeze in the su- winter. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, if you're not familiar with either of these places, I'm sure most people in Buffalo have heard of Jay's. It gets a lot of a lot of press, and we're gonna get into why I might be confused about that press. But uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. So both pizzas are wood fired style pizza. They're thinner for sure. Definitely smaller. Um, if you are uh, into Buffalo pizza, this is a little different. Um, we had to order two, uh, and they're, you know, like fifteen, eighteen dollars, depending upon when you get a piece. We got two. If you've ever got a pizza before, um, their largest is a typical medium for almost any other place you go. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it, their their pizzas are mediums. Their largest equal a medium at, at any other place. Yeah. Um. So before we get into the review, as always, I have to do a little of this. Pizza, 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 Okay, so before we get into the review, I was going to bring up a little pizza trivia that I found on the internet. Does anyone out there know who the first pizzeria was in the United States and when it opened and where it opened? Domino's. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. <laughs> that, that was easy. <laughs> uh, so based on Wikipedia, pizza was, uh, brought to us by Italian immigrants in the late 19th century. First appeared in areas where they concentrated. Makes sense. The f- country's first pizzeria, Lombardi's. Do we have a Lombardi here or Lombardo? Lombardo. Yeah. Isn't that a funeral home? That, that, that is, that is. You don't want to eat there. <laughs> well, there's a restaurant on Hurdle though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so per Wikipedia, the country's first pizzeria was Lombardi's, opened in New York City in 1905, following World War II. Okay, makes sense. Still, Anyways. Still open or no? I don't know. Should I click on the... Oh, I don't have a hyperlink to that. Uh, folks, we stepped it up today. Too bad you weren't here. We're now using uh, screencasting from my laptop to the big screen TV, so I don't have an electrical outage like last time. Which, by the way, people, I did lose sleep over because people that only got to hear pure gold were the people in the basement that night. It was pure gold. Pure gold. Okay. Um, Is anybody ready to start the first half of the pizza review? Brendan, are you fact-checking? Yeah, I was just looking up to see if Lombardi's in New York City was still open. and At least they have a website. They uh, say since 1905, and uh, I guess it's still open and still kicking. Okay. Do you want to kick us off for the first half of review topics? Oh, sure. I can start. Um, so, as Sean alluded to, these are much smaller than you're used to in a typical buffalo pie. I feel like for both of these, I could probably crush both pizzas myself. Uh, very thin, but as we said, these are both wood-fired pizza, and I think it's what you would come to expect from wood-fired pizza. Uh, really, so if we're looking at presentation cook and crust... I would say really nice looking pies. I mean, wood fire just just makes a nice product no matter what. I think that's why those backyard wood fire ovens are so popular. You throw it in there, get that nice bubble, little char on the bubble. Uh, we were getting that pretty much with um, definitely with the Jay's Artisan Pizza today. Uh, I don't know if so much with Candyman, but still a nice pizza. Uh, I would say the presentation on Candyman was. Um, Almost more like a more typical looking pizza, 
than a wood-fired uh, artisan one with J's, which I guess you can expect from the name. Uh, looks like they might have some uh, mozzarella, maybe some circular-type mozzarellas on there uh, that they melted on there or whatever. Definitely different pepperoni. Uh, we'll get to that in the toppings, but um, definitely a smaller pepperoni on the uh, Candyman than the J's. Um, I'd have to say if I was going from a wood fire perspective, I would pick uh, Jay's. If I was going from just an overall pizza perspective, as far as presentation, I would go Candyman. Okay. A little split. Okay. All right. Mike. Well, I readily admit that I'm a homer when it comes to these pizzas because I really enjoy Candyman. Um, so maybe my <laughs> opinion might be skewed on this one. At least it's not a La Hacienda skewing. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, I like the look of Candyman better. I like the pepperoni, and we'll get the toppings later, but I, yep. I liked it better right across the board. Yeah. The only thing that I kind of liked better was the sauce on, on Jay's, you know, which I know we'll get to that again too, but um, I hate to say it, but I, I have to go with Candyman. I, you know, again, I'm a homer, but it just solidified my original thoughts. Okay. Danny. So I uh, wasn't a huge fan of either of them, to be honest. Um, I definitely thought ooh. that, uh, ooh, ouch. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. All right. Good All sound right. effect. I like that. I thought that yeah. was going to be like a bomb. <laughs> 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 <Robin. laughs> I thought that, uh, the cook was pretty similar for both really. Jay's a little bit more, uh, which was, you know, nice to get a little bit, a little bit burnt. And, uh, you know, the, the crust for both were, were similar, I thought, but, um, yeah, kind of, kind of disappointed with, with the size, I guess, uh. You know, when you're looking at pizza, you want something nice, big, round. I saw the triangles. The triangles were good. Triangles all around. Uh, yeah. So size does matter? Size always matters. Okay. It's how you use it, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> but one thing we I didn't mention, Jay's not cut. Jay's was not cut. We had to cut that. By yeah. design. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the reheating process for them. That's why they purposely, that's what the top of the box says. <laughs> I had a question when Brendan mentioned the backyard propane wood fire pizzas pe- machines that people have. Do you have one? No. Does anyone here have one? No. Okay. I guess we can't ask questions about that. Okay. Uh, uh, sh- are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Okay, Sean. Yeah, I can understand where Dennis is coming from um, because you're you feel like you're getting cheated out of a pizza. Like that was a legit large, right? That was a large. So, you know, locally, because we have so many pizza places that we can turn to, like, that is a, a legit medium. So I, I kind of feel if I pay for a large, I'm getting a medium. Both were about the same size. So it, it's great that we have Candy Man and Jay's competing against each other because they're, they're very similar. Presentation I gave to Candy Man. I said it right, right? Candy Man? Mm-hmm. Candy Man. But I gave Cook and Crust uh, to Jay's. Uh, they seem to really kind of spend their time with the crust. With the the cooked aspect, there's a, there's you can taste a little bit. I do like in a wood fire stove type pizza. I like to be able to taste a little bit of that that slight burntness. Believe it or not, um, it adds a little flavor to it, kind of like fat on a steak. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I thought they were, they were both the present Candyman looks good. Like it lo- it looks like a legit pizza, and uh, it's gonna rear its it's gonna show up again when we talk about the toppings, but. Overall, so far, Jay's is in the lead two to one in my, in my scorecard. So, every time I hear Candyman, that reminds me of that movie from like me too. what was it, the eighties or the nineties? Yes. That that yeah. was a terrible movie, though, right? With, or with no? The hook, right? Yeah, I, I never saw it, but I, I remember. Oh yeah, 
I, I watched it as a kid. It was pretty haunting. Pretty pretty nineties esque scary sort of. That might be a question we'll get to before we get into the football. But I I was not a horror f- horror movie guy. But uh, the one movie that terrorized me for a long time was uh, was it Trolls or something under or Critters. Oh, critters. I think it was Critters yeah. Yeah. in the toilet, right? They were in the yeah. toilet, I think. Yeah. 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 No thanks. Um, okay, so uh, looking at the pizzas, and when when the boxes came down to the basement, they were very light. Um, so I'm a larger fella, and uh, you know I like the best bang for my buck. But uh, these are a little a little small. Uh, but let's get to the let's get to the pizza part. So uh, opening the boxes, um, as you know, I do not like a pizza that is uniformly produce or manufactured uh whatever but um so for jays it was i mean just like uh, i don't know if somebody was wearing a blindfold when they threw the toppings on there or what but the one pizza looked uh definitely disorganized which okay whatever you know maybe they're busy and the other pizza looked normal and so that was good um candy man was was uniform and it looked really good um for me it was almost like Jay's was slightly undercooked where on, on the one pizza, Candyman was definitely cooked perfect to, to my perfection. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, crust I gave to Candyman. Um, Jay's was a little, little doughier, less crispy, crunchy. The, the Jay, uh, the Candyman, let's see if you can hear it in that mic. You heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Perfect crunch. Tender. Oh, Professor Pizza's here. (laughs) Wow. You snuck right in, bud. Welcome. Glad to be here. Where were you? Um, I was kicking field goals. Oh, yeah? You trying out for the the foosball team? Maybe. I was doing pretty good. Foosball's for the devil. I made my first five attempts. I started at 25 yards, and I kept going back five yards. Viola. Ken Maurice got kicker sitting right here. I I was going to say, man, suit up. We'll put the helmet, the one bar across the face mask. You're in, dude. Yeah, that's... We need extra points, you know, or field goals or whatever. I I drove the 40-yard on my fifth attempt. He's a soccer player, so this is... That's that's usually what the good ones are. Fantastic, absolutely. So, for the three, I'm... uh, For the first half of the review, I'm going to side with uh, Candyman so far. Professor Pizza, welcome to the podcast. You've become a regular cornerstone in that seat at the Octagon. I'm glad that... It was saved for me. <laughs> I couldn't fill it, so it was kind of defaulted to you. <laughs> I tried. I tried to fill it. I couldn't. <laughs> okay, so you had uh, one of each. I did. We're saving one for your mother, so there's, you might have to eat vegetables to fill more up. more than one. Or ice cream. There's more than one left. You can have victory ice cream today? Maybe. All right. Anyways, what would you think of the fir- first three categories? What would you think? All right, so I'm going to do Jay's Artisan first. Okay. So... I thought Jay's Arson, based off of the one slice that I saw in the left in the box, I think the presentation, I would have to give that one not to Jay's Arson. Okay. Based off of the one slice. I'll have to look at pictures later. There's another pizza under that box, I think. Oh, okay. Good luck. Should I go now? No. Okay. So, presentation, I'll give that one to um, Candyman. Is that it? All right. Because that one looked good. The pepperonis looked good. I could see the little... Plants that they put on it, like the seasoning herbs. Is that what they call them? Oregano? No, I think Candyman no, had Parmesan on there. Oh, Parmesan and then the, I don't know, the plant herb. Let me, can I interrupt for one second? You were talking about, in the Candyman description on their website, they do 
advertise the pepperoni pizza there as cup and char pepperoni. It is charred. But the Jay's Neapolitan pepperoni pizza, it doesn't, I don't believe it is advertised as cup and char unless you get the Detroit square pizza there. Right. I, I think, again, that's the artisan aspect of it. It's kind of pretty Italian-esque. I mean, it's, they're using more of an Italian-type pizza mix to that, – that's their stick. Their stick is not going to be buffalo. It's going to be artisan. It's going to be Italian. This is how it is back in the old country. Old country. Okay. Date yeah. pizza, I think uh... – Mr. Dave Portnoy would call that date pizza. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, continue, Colin. Um, For Cook, I would give that one to Candyman because that one tasted like it was the, like what my dad said was the perfect cook just for me. And in the crust was a perfect crunch. You, you heard it twice. And the pepperoni on Candyman was crispier. So Save it for toppings. Oh, okay. I get carried away with my pepperoni. <laughs> He's tenured. He thinks he can do whatever he wants. Right. <laughs> and and I'll give the cross to Candyman as well. Okay. So in your first three descriptions, what uh, what's leading for you? Candyman. Okay. It is nothing. All right, Mr. Uh, Brendan. What do you think? So we're moving on to cheese sauce and toppings. Um, this one I was kind of split on. Also, I really like the sauce um, on the Jay's pizza, but I prefer the pepperoni on the Candyman pizza. Um, that's probably because, like, a good cup and char, and I can, you know, I can like a different kind of pepperoni too, but there just wasn't much flavor to it um, as far as I was concerned. Um, I did like the cheese and sauce with Jay's. Um, overall, if I'm, you know, talking about taste, I guess you could say, Definitely a more of a pull to the Jay's pizza. Like I think because you're alluding to, it's a little more undercooked than the Candyman. Yeah. Definitely, when you bite into it, it definitely pulls a little more. It doesn't really stand up. A lot of flop, as they say on that pizza. Yeah. Um, a little more uh, crunched Candyman. Um, but it depends what you're into. Um, but I would say if I had to go, this is a tough one because I really like the taste of the Jay's, um, but I like the pepperoni and the Candyman. I, I I'll give that one to Jay's. I'll give Jay's one there. Okay. So your first three, second three are one apiece? Or are you Yeah, two? I went Candyman, then I went Jay's. Okay. Well, that's would be interesting with your so overall. So you split, tie mm-hmm. between the two? One to one. And then who will... Visuals versus and, taste. Right. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh. All right, Mike. Well, you know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> so with the cheese, as far as the cheese goes, I felt like on Jay's, you didn't get cheese in every bite. I'm not a thin guy. I like my cheese. And there was a bite, you know, in every one of the Candyman. So I like that. Um, the sauce, I actually liked them both. I really did. Um, but I'm a homer. And then um, just toppings in general, I, I have to give it to Candyman. And if you're interested, too, I can um, reassure you that it's not named after the movie. <laughs> He's a huge um, Grateful Dead fan. Oh. And great. that's why you walk in there, there's Grateful Dead all over the walls. And Candyman was actually a song of Grateful Dead, and this symbol for Candyman, the song, is hanging in the bar as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have heard that song. <laughs> there we go. There's Homer for you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. 
Mike, oh, sorry to interrupt, Dennis, real quick. Yeah. Mike, you've got a great voice for radio, and you got the face for it, too. Thank you. <laughs> My wife would tell you the same. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm just kidding. I heard that the other day and I wanted to use it. Yeah. All right, Dennis. All right, so uh, I like Candyman much better. Uh, so the cheese and the toppings definitely go to Candyman, um, you know, the, the cup and chair and all that. The sauce I thought was kind of in the middle, really, between the two, but... Um, Definitely everything goes to goes to Candyman here. The cheese and the toppings, definitely. All right, Sean? Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to give sauce as a draw. I agree with Dennis. Uh, I couldn't really tell between the two, a non-factor. The cheese goes to Jay's. Um, it, they're both thin pizzas. Uh, I thought their pizza, their, their cheese was a little bit tastier. I agree with Mike, though. There wasn't as much as Candyman. Um, but toppings, oh, I mean, the pepperoni. The first pepperoni I took from the Candyman pizza actually... Blew my sinuses back a little bit. Um, the flavor was definitely there. My uh, toppings goes to Candyman. When I total my score, can I give a, the final total? Nope. Just give me your who's your leader for the for the uh, what did you how did you describe one it? one and one sauce was a draw cheese the Jays uh, uh, toppings to Candyman one one and one. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with what. So for the for the cheese sauce and the toppings, I went all three with uh, Candyman. Uh, I it was the closest thing to a, st- a a normal traditional buffalo pizza. It was a little bit thicker, definitely had more cheese on it. Cup and char pepperoni. Um, Jay's was good, just not my not my not my thing. Um, we will probably try a Jay's Detroit down the road versus some other Detroits and maybe that will be better. I know they have some crazy flavors with some other things that we did, but uh, for the first season we were doing just straight up cheese and pepperoni and uh, my back three I sided with the uh, the Candyman. Should find that song. Maybe there's a Candyman song we could play. Candyman oh. can. That's the <laughs> one they use. Oh, okay. Um, For the deep dish one, you should do the Little Caesars deep dish versus Jay's Arson deep dish. No. Why? <laughs> you, you could do Jets Jets and Little Caesars maybe. That's Little Caesars deep dish is so good. <laughs> I love it. All right, maybe next season. Maybe at the Brighton thing we'll do deep dish uh, Little Caesars versus not Domino's thing cracker. <laughs> All right, Colin, we'll hit us with the last three so we can. Uh... For cheese, I gave that one to the um, Candyman. Okay. Because I felt like on the Jays, as like, I don't remember who said it, but someone said, how you don't get cheese in every bite. I agree and stand by that statement. Okay. And there was a little more flavor on Candyman, which made my my tongue feel good. Oh, good. Good. Tongue feeling good's good. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I agree with everyone who tied the sauces because they were both pretty the same. And then for toppings, I love my toppings. We know. The pepperoni on Candyman. Yeah. So charred. Uh huh. Settle down. Settle down. And then the Jay's Arson wasn't as charred. So I gave that one to Candyman. Who, um, what pepperoni do we have? Was it Amherst Ale House's pepperoni? We're more like Jay's and then. Yeah. No. Amherst Ale House had the amazing Oh, oh, right, right, right. It was the yeah, other one. It was, it was uh, Bell. Was it 
Who was it? Good, it was good last guys. Week. It was good, good guys. Good guys. Oh, good guys. Yeah, that's it. Pizza. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to leave it. How? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Amherst Ale House pepperoni from last week, Sean. Two weeks ago. Two weeks. Two weeks ago. Fantastic. How does it? How did it compare to the cup and It was up there. I, I don't think it was better as Ale House. Um, okay. Even though there's right. flavor there, I thought it was. It was up there. I, I would probably rank it number two. Give it the silver medal, but. Um, it was up there. It, it was very impressive. So Amherst Ale House is still in the lead for the golden golden pepperoni? I would, yes. It's got my vote. Okay. Me too. All right. Um, Brendan, why don't you give us your overall pick? Okay. And I will keep track of this. So I'm conflicted here as I have been through the entire thing uh, because if I'm looking for wood-fired pizza, I think I'm going with Jay's, I think. I liked how it got charred and bubbly on the outside kind of had that nice um you know little burn pieces around the edges um i kind of liked how it was a little bit disorganized where you're kind of out there throwing you know you know mozzarella all over the place um and i like the flavor of it better um although the pepperoni on the candy man was better so if i have to go with which wood fired pizza i like better I would say Jay's. Okay. Mike? Well, I don't have to tell you where I'm going, but I will tell you that I really did genuinely like it better. It is a better pizza. And I know price is kind of a thing that we talked about with both of these. My wife and I will go there for dinner, get one of those 10 wings. It's plenty of food for the two of us. Yeah. So for two people, it's, it works out to be not too bad. Are you talking Jay's or Candyman? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Candyman. Okay. That's what I was joking. Yeah. Okay. Homer. Homer. Yeah. I, I, I Homer. want to double check. I, want to I didn't think check. I had to tell you. That's yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Not okay. All. Even. Dennis. So uh, I, I think it all goes to Candyman for me. Okay. I think um, <clears throat> it's a little interesting. So this might be kind of stupid, but I think of, like, uh, Academy Award winning films. Like, I watch them sometimes. I'm like, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. Yeah. So I feel like Jay's Pizza, Artisan Pizza, is kind of like that to me. What What movie comes to mind? Um, Nothing at all. I have nothing on the spot. Sorry. So bad. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't watch. Not many. the best example, huh? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't watch. Not a whole the lot best of, analogy. Uh, I, I honestly don't watch a whole lot of award-winning films anymore. I watch uh, like Happy Gilmore and stuff like that. I mean, that's right mm. up my alley. Yeah, I hear you. Love Happy Gilmore. Yep. Both the white and black Bruins jersey in that movie. Plus oh my that. God. Just throwing folks, folks, up. folks, folks. Hot off the press. Sean is not wearing any Bruins apparel to here no. tonight. It's either Bruins or Disney. This is the Hawks Mansion shirt. <laughs> oh, I watched that movie in school today. There, it, of course you did. <laughs> Quality education. Yep. Yeah, back, back to public school. <laughs> hey man, yeah. can't teach near Halloween. Um, okay, Sean, yes. your, your overall pick. Uh, my overall pick. Uh, I again, I took sauce out of the equation. I thought it was a draw. Um, you know what? Again, the, the pepperoni for Candyman was what's good, but I, it was nullified by the crust from Jay's. Um, everything else was kind of a coin toss. I think I was seduced by all the press that Jay's gets. Yep. Um, uh, they're, they're, they've got nice little stickers. They're not huge billboards, but a little sticker that says 2023 top 50 pizza in the world. They're ranked 28th in the world. They're, they're it, it, it's an artisan pizza. It's, it's, they're there. I don't think they're going out of their way to, to knock anyone from Buffalo socks off. They're going to give you a, a totally different flavor. When it came down to it, both pizzas were great. Both pizzas were very similar. I give Jay's winning three to two on my scorecard. So you know what? As it stands right now, it's two two. Kyle, it, it is two two. What says you? What says you? Kyle says Candyman. Ooh. I like the crust a lot better. As you folks heard, it was 
it was crunchy and then tender on the inside. I liked uh, it was a little bit thicker, had more cheese, had more roni, cup and char roni for sure. I, I mean, um, I'm sure that Jay's is probably closer to what pizza came into this country back. Right. You know, so yeah. that's if that's what they're basing off pizza from Italy, then I guess they hit the mark. I like Dennis, Mike. I, I, I like you know the bigger, thicker stuff. So I, uh, I put Candyman ahead. Professor Pizza, what are you going to choose? Well, they're both great. They are pizzas. Yep, yep. After I would I eat. Went back to go have a second of both to really like confirm my choice. Okay. I had a. I finished the Jay's Artisan. I was like, that was better than the first piece I had. Uh oh. That's how I felt. Uh oh. And then when I had my second Candyman. Well, I did have Candyman back-to-back, so it's different. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So we might have our first ever tie. No, second. Oh, what was our first tie? Macy's and Mustachios. No way. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> what are you picking? <laughs> Jay's Artisan. Whoa, we got to split right down the middle. All right. Well, folks, we're going to do, uh, we're going to have um, my other son and or my wife Pick between later, and I will uh, put a little thing in. Or we just go overtime, and we reorder from a different. I mean, it would break tradition with just cheese and pepperoni, but we get a different flavor, Jays, different flavor candy. It's an option. So it's okay, so this will be a hung jury, so to speak, and then we'll go and we'll get two different flavored pizzas there, and we'll put them head to head. All right, or I'll just. Add in a little edit on what Evan and Alicia picked. Works too. Up, 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 up. Dennis raises his hand. So I had uh, some time to do, do the Google here. And so my my um, comparison there for the uh, pizza and the Academy Award films. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go out He's there redeeming and, himself. <laughs> I'm going to go out there and pick No Country for Old Men. Never saw it. It's just on, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yes, I, I, see, I, it was it was okay. I watched but to win like four Academy week. like to win four Academy right. Awards. I felt like that's a little bit much. It was a good. It was a decent movie. Yeah, but I thought you were going to say know. Moonlight. Oh. <laughs> Bruce Willis Moonlight. I never saw it. Oh, okay. With yeah. with um <laughs> with uh, uh who is in that? With, I, are you talking about the show Moonlighting? I, Bruce no, Willis and I thought it was a movie. It was a movie a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, who was in that damn oh, movie? So he, is that Ryan Gosling? Yes, yeah, that's the one you're thinking of. I'm thinking Bruce Willis Moonlight. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That, that was the Academy Award snafu where, oh, where they, missed, they, 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 they screwed up. Yeah. Like they announced oh, one winner, one. and then yeah. all of a sudden they had to retract that on stage and and confirm that. I forgot what. I don't. I think Moonlight ended up winning the, the Academy Award, but they mm-hmm. weren't presented with it first. That was oh. 2016, huh. I think. Uh, the... The supporting actress in Moonlighting is a blonde. Yes. She's, oh, what's her name? She's famous. Oh, oh, oh she's very famous. Civil Shepherd. Civil Shepherd. Ding, oh, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. See, yeah. you get more than just pizza and football. This Who's is that? great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who's Miss Shepherd? S- Wait a minute, no. Civil Shepherd. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, when you said, uh, did, who did you say? Um, Felipe? For what? Did you guys mention? Gosling. 
Oh, Gosling. Oh, yeah. So when you said Ryan Gosling, that sparked uh, something that I wanted to talk about. Um, we're all about the same age, except for Professor Pizza here. But uh, I saw something on the internet the other day. I like to jot down random shit that I see on the internet now because I think it's funny to bring up sometimes. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is going to reboot a show from our childhood, Alf. Really? really? Yes. Right. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be in or anything. I just saw that he's going to bring the show back. Uh, that could be pretty funny. That could be funny. That's a great show. It's fantastic. How do you- I was raised on that. Melmac? Melmac. Cats. <laughs> yeah. Love cats. The Good cats show. Is cats is great. Yeah. Oh, man. Love to eat cats. That's a, it's quite the idea there. Um, okay. So we are at a tie. I will either edit in or we'll come back to, we'll circle back uh, to this later. But that is, um, that is all for the pizza. And um, what am I doing here now? Okay. All right. Well, you know so what sections that what we should mention the sponsors. Dun, dun, dun. You're right. Today's yeah. pizzas were brought to us by Doug's of Chiropractic. I had a conversation with uh, them the other day. They are extending the partnership. Wow. Oh, yes. That is good news. Right. Yes. That's thank you. I'll have to go in and see him. Do- thank you, Dr. Bob. Hopefully, you'll pick up the check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and our other sponsor, Empire Towing and Recovery. Thank you very much, Adam. Also, he is uh, helping us help you hear us better. Right. Yeah. Mouthful there. So, um, you know what the next section is. That's them bills. They are. Uh, they sent uh, Tampa packing. Or where are we rolling next? Where do we play next? Is it Cincy? Yeah. Yeah. At Cincy? We got a half bye. We got ten days off. Ten days off. I'll Cincinnati. take it. Yeah, okay. Me too. Oh, I bet. All right. All right. Um, before we get into the actual football here, um, I wanted to bring up how some of Josh Allen's stats that somebody shared in our podcast group earlier. How he plays on Thursday nights. He is six and zero. Uh, completion percentage of seventy three percent. We talked last week how Josh Allen since twenty eighteen leads the league with completion percentage and turnovers. He You're welcome. Yeah, he. As far as I remember, he threw at least one pick last night. Correct. It was batted down. Any yeah. any other? Not last night. Hey, it still goes down as an interception. It turn- does. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, he averages 264.7 passing yards per game. He has 18 touchdowns to six interceptions and a passer rating of 107.5. And he's screaming, I love Thursdays. Yeah, he's a big Thursday primetime. He shows up and he brings his A game and he brought it, he brought it last night. Josh Allen was uh, kind of Miami Dolphins, kind of Kansas City, 13 seconds. Josh Allen, like he... Kind of took over the game for the offense. He he did more than enough. He he was he was on. He was okay. full value again. All right. Before we get into uh, the bills, the bills, I want to show you two more memes of head coaches. What they would be doing if they weren't head coaching. First coach top left is John Harbaugh, Baltimore Ravens. Steals signs as head football coach at Michigan. That is hysterical because folks, if you don't follow, his brother is accused of doing that currently at Michigan. Allegedly. Allegedly. Next guy is, uh, I believe his name is Stefanski, right? Yeah, Cleveland. Yep, Stefanski. Uh, bad guy number three in John James Bond movie. <laughs> he definitely looks the part. 
Then we have uh, Zach Taylor, Cincinnati Bengals, camp counselor, director at Ohio Summer Camp. You know, that's the second nicest thing I've seen on here. So, oh, no, 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 we'll take that third. He's third. Because next we have Mike Tomlinson from Pittsburgh, neurologist on house. Yeah. He oh, definitely man. looks like him. Right. Yeah, TV show. Um, and then we're going to go with the NFC North. Kellen, you might have to help me with that guy in the bottom left when we get there, actually. Yeah, t- top top left is Kevin O'Connell. I think top right is... Mifleur. Okay, so uh, so top left... I can cut all that out. Okay, uh, top left is the Vikings coach. What's his name? Kevin O'Connell? Like from Channel yes. Whatever Weather Guy? Yep. Uh, it is not the guy that we're looking at, folks, but it's the coach. 2021 Boulder Triathlon runner-up wears shoe ties. <laughs> I don't what shoe ties mean. Exactly. Anybody? I'll look it up. Okay. Then you got, uh, I believe his first name is Mike LaFleur. Matt. Matt Fluff. Thank you. Matt LaFleur. <laughs> Assistant men's lacrosse coach at Manhattan College. That's nice. Okay. Uh, okay. Give me this guy in the bottom left. Matt Eberflus. Oh, oh. Eberflus. Can you spell that? Not at all. Okay. What t- and what team does he coach for? Bears. Okay. The Bears. R-F-L-U-S. Thank you. Probably won't be there much longer. <laughs> he uh, is LAPD detective. Turns out to be the killer. I'll tell you what. That kind of goes deeper than that because, you know, I don't want to go there, but OJ and the LAPD, they freaking dropped the ball on that, and this is... I don't, don't bring that into this podcast. Hey, listen, if you ever want to follow, I thought about it last week when we brought up OJ, which was a, which was a great poll. If you ever want to see a really good Could be line, the best running back in NFL history. He, he, up there. He's certainly up there. Up there and he's still in the, the Buffalo Bills. Quite controversial. He's still in the on Buffalo the Bills. Oh, yep, Hall of Fame. The ring. Um, but the 30 for 30 on OJ Simpson, which is a six-part series. Oh, God, is, that was awesome. Is probably one of the best yeah. 30 for 30s I've ever yep. seen. Um, and then we've got uh, Dan Campbell, right? That's his name, Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions head coach, plant manager for Ford Motors, hates ISIS. Love it. <laughs> I love it. He could be a WWE, like a retired WWE. The dude's a monster. Yeah. He looks like, uh, with the goatee and everything, shoe ties, by the way. Uh, you don't have to tie your shoe. You just kind of like, uh, it's got the little clip right there. You pull it up and oh, it yeah, does it by yeah. itself. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a, a political cartoon here where Ken Dorsey sitting on his throne on top of a light switch which is heavily weighted to off and down. And Josh Allen is struggling to push the light switch on. And I would agree with this all up until yesterday's game. Um, and then, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. I have a clip that I would, um, I was going to play a p- clip from Pat McAfee the other day where he um, slightly, slightly concerned that um, the Bills weren't a playoff or Super Bowl contender anymore, and I can't get the thing up. We got the ad rolling. Yeah, I'm going to mute that for a second. <laughs> um, if anyone can pull that up, and then there's a clip about Canty doesn't think the Bills are an AFC contender anymore. Um, well, they didn't help their cause. I mean, Which is the part are, that you're going to have to fill me in yeah, on, because what I saw, I was really impressed with. Yeah, I, I understand, but it's against the quality of your opponent as well. I mean, I don't, I don't know how good Tampa Bay really is going to be. Um, if they, the they might split it. All right, so here's a highlight of Josh scrambling for a touchdown to put them up 10 nothing. Really quick, before you go any further, 
if you watch that one again, it's something that I took down in my notes. I absolutely love the way Josh stares the DB down when he crosses the goal line. Oh yeah, right that, there. That's the Josh that we need. Look, look, and then look at it before he takes off. He he eyes the DB or linebackers off to make them. All right, now Josh is dropping back. Throws it across to Kincaid's first touchdown. That was awesome. Our close friend Bob Diebold, shout out to Bob, you're the greatest. Called me yesterday morning and said he believed that Kincaid was going to score at least a touchdown yesterday, and he was right. He's right about a lot of stuff. People, if you've never played trivia before, this man knows a lot of stuff. All right, then Josh drops back. Throws it. Missile to Davis, back corner. Did you see how wide open Wide open. Uh, You want to know why? Because they they crossed each other. Diggs and Davis cross in the end zone. Confusing. Right here. You got them crossing in the back. Two go with the one guy. They all get confused. That's the stuff I was talking about a couple weeks ago. And if you see two... Those two like, DBs are telling me, he told him, I need your help. He's pointing at Davis, but instead of him covering Davis, they both went the opposite way. Yeah, uh, okay, I got to close this. By Sean Hayes and, uh, and um, Jason Bateman. Okay, so um, Bills win, and let's, uh, let's get into it. So, Mike, you were at the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. How was your tailgating experience? I know what the stadium... Across the street, getting built, a bunch of lots are closed and stuff like that. Were you in the a usual parking lot or where the? We go to a private yard. A friend of mine has a bus, Bill's bus, and he rents the entire front yard out. So oh. we go. We went and hung out there. Ooh. I will tell you this: nice hands, like Diggs, like Diggs and Dudzik, <laughs> hands like Dudzik. There, I, I'll tell you this though: getting to the stadium was kind of a nightmare yesterday. Not just because of the normal traffic, but the 190 was shut down because of what we discussed before. So yep. all the traffic was going through the Blue Water Tower. So we actually took back roads all the way past the mall and then got on. But it took—I mean, we left at three o'clock, two thirty, three o'clock—and it took us over, over an hour to get there at that point. And then the longer we sat there, the cars just kept backing up. And backing up. But anyway, um, tailgating was good. Tailgating was fun. The crowd was into it last night, which was nice until well, I'm sure we'll get into it. The second half. Yeah. You know, that's when they were kind of like, Oh, here we go again. Yeah. You know, you could feel it. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a good crowd. And, um, I will tell you that having Fitz there was a lot of fun. I kept getting all of these pictures of Fitz at the different tailgates, doing shotgunning beers, doing shots out of the bowling ball, and he's going on TV mm. for this game. Mm-hmm. He is Buffalo through and through, that guy. It's nice to see him have a career, his career take off after paying his dues for X amount of years in the NFL. Um, it was great watching him on the telecast. They, they would show him. Um, even though he's on the rival network, I believe he was on Amazon, right? He, he, he was you on know, the Amazon um, you know, they, yeah. they They were showing him, interacting with the crowd. Again, he looked like just someone who would own the town, um, similar to how Jim Kelly was after he recently retired. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great having him back. And what was the, I got to ask you, Mike, I've heard from a number of people who have been there that it was one of the loudest experiences they had had at a Bills game, at least for the first half. Yeah. How loud was it there? It was crazy in the first half. Um, it started with Andre Reed getting you hyped mm-hmm. up and doing the where else would you rather be? It's oh, that's You get chills no matter what, you know, and it just kept going. And then we come out in the second half, march 75 yards, crowd still into it, and then oh, God, we'll get into it, I'm sure, but then punt, punt, and then they start scoring, you know. 
All right, I found that Pat McAfee clip. Here you go. Great game tomorrow night. Huge. Great game tomorrow night to kick off the NFL Week 8 slate. It is going to be a big one. I think we're learning about some teams being uh, a little bit injuries. I think we're hearing about Dawson Knox, I believe, is not playing tomorrow night for the Buffalo Bills, which is a big deal. Bills. Buccaneers could have lost to the Falcons by, like, three scores, but they kept that one real close. Ended up losing on a a game-winning field goal from Youngway Koo. So they're obviously excited for a quick I always wondered how they pronounce that. Points a lot. Okay, it's a lot of points, especially with how Buffalo has played. We like Buffalo, but they have played worse football at a higher rate than they have over the last three years to start Truth. a season. Are we losing our faith? Is Josh Allen losing his faith? Whoa. I saw a little narrative that maybe Josh Allen is starting to second guess himself on oh. some things, which is making it all even worse. We don't know if that's real or not, but we do know you go out on a Thursday and dominate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All of a sudden, the conversation on Friday is so the Buffalo Bills had a couple slow weeks, had a couple bad weeks. Let's talk about one of them. Buffalo Bills lose to the New England Patriots. If the Buffalo Bills lose to the Bucks, okay, yep. which possible at home, especially with that Bucks defense and what might the weapons that the Buccaneers have. The Buccaneers are a professional football team, a professional outfit who can beat anybody. We have to remember that. If they beat the Bills, though, it's going to get real loud about this Buffalo Bills team and how we've gotten to this point. You've already kind of started it because the question was posed: Was the Niners' loss? A worse loss or the Bills loss a worse loss, which is what I was kind of asked on first take. And I thought it was the Niners loss because home field advantage is still on the line. I think we all agree that the Niners are going to be around at the end. Anyone disagree with anything you said so far? I feel like we've naturally just kind of stopped thinking that the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl for whatever reason. It just feels like that's where the conversation is. Started this season that way. We've always been Bills fans, but it feels like they're not going to be around in the end for whatever reason at this exact moment. Yeah, he... I think he was the voice of every single Buffalonian from the end of the uh, New England Patriots game to Thursday at kickoff. I um, was not a, a McAfee guy to start, but the more I listen to him, the more I like him. I'm the same exact way. I he kind of he always kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but uh, his show is pretty entertaining. Yeah, for sure. Only thing I would say is I disagree with him that I think the Bills' loss last week is worse than the Niners' loss. Like. And maybe that's just because we're Bills fans and we're very critical of them. But so the 49ers lost to the Chargers, which I don't know. They're an all right team. The New England Patriots are like the worst team in the freaking league. Right. But I, I, think, <laughs> I know it's a divisional game, whatever. I think the but, confidence is that the Niners are going to be there. The Niners are going to be a, a Super Bowl contender once again, regardless of a bad loss. Maybe too bad. Like, I think had the Bills lost to Tampa Bay, I think the organization shifts. I think their decisions, what they make with trade deadline, shifts. I, I don't think they invest in this team. I think they almost look at it as a lost year, and they go back to the drawing board because of that defeat and with the defeat prior to that with Jacksonville. And all of a sudden, if you lose against Tampa Bay at home, knowing what your strength of schedule looks like, it, that, that New England Patriots could be a, a turning point for your entire season. Which is why I think he, he was talking about that one being a devastating loss. Last week what? Last week, the Niners lost to the Vikings, not the Chargers. Oh, okay. Well, where were one. you when I said that the first time? <laughs> I couldn't remember who they played. <laughs> well, I don't care. I don't think the Vikings are that bad either. Kyle, take. What do you They're think? Worse. Uh, what do you, what, the I Patriots. Mean, <laughs> agree or disagree with what he has to say? Um... I would agree with the fact that San Francisco probably, uh, in terms of the, the divisional and the conference standings where they were with 5-1, and one, I do th- think that, I guess, 
the Niners loss for the Niners was probably worse than the Bills because the Bills are already kind of like middle of the pack kind of a thing. So I think the loss for the Niners is probably more detrimental to the Niners standing than the Bills standing. I mean, for us, I, I, for us, it's it's worse because we're right. Bills fans. But in terms of overall placing and standing, Niners were probably second, right? And they're in the division tied with Philly. Yeah. And then they lose another one. So I believe they'd probably be in second or third, right? Because if Philly's first with one loss. So I would say that the San Francisco loss was probably worse for the, the NFL standings. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess from the NFL standings, the... The 49ers loss is a little bit worse, but I think it's it's too early to think about like e- either either conference. I think it's too early to think about the number one seed because I think there's so much more football to play. Like we're talking about the Bills, how they have a real rough schedule. I don't know about the 49ers or not, but um, you know I, I know that there's a lot of football left to be played. And I thought I took a screenshot of it. I was just looking, but I don't have it. I read a stat uh, just recently where in the last three years. After a big win, I know one of them was in Kansas City. We beat Kansas City. We lost two of the next three, and our record was like four and three or whatever. I don't know, something like that. Then the following year was the same thing, and then we lost two of the next three games. And then this year, we um, uh, Miami, Miami, we beat up Miami, and we've lost two of the next three games. And mm-hmm. those two prior years, we ended up in, in the playoffs anyway, you know. but uh, I think the one was the year that we lost the AFC Championship to Kansas City, and then the other one, of course, was a divisional round because we can't seem to get by that now, but... So, Mike, um, let me ask you this. What do you attribute the Bills um, stalling the last three games until last night? What do you think happened in London since with what they were doing weeks two, three, and four? What do you think happened five, six, seven? Well, like I'm not, I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know what they're telling these guys, but I really think Josh is handcuffed. And I think that when you let Josh, I, I, I say it every game I'm watching, we need Josh to do Josh things. When you let Josh do Josh things, it's a different game. And that's, I mean, I don't need, I don't need him to run every time, that sort of thing. But, hey, he does need to run a little bit, you know, here and there. We need that. This season, when the Bills have rushed for over 100 yards as a team, we're 5-0. and And when we're under 100 yards, we're 0-3. So we, wow, yep. proof in the pudding. Yep. Good, good stats. Yep. That's there a great stat. We need to make sure that they're running the ball, and a lot of that, unfortunately for us, starts with our quarterback. You know, And then when our, our quarterback is rushing, they've got scouts watching him, so that's going to take off your coverage in the back. And then every now and then you let Cook go and, and uh, Harris, Murray. Murray. Murray, Murray, thank you. Um, and now I'm reading, too. I don't know if you guys have seen this, and I'm not big on, you know, what ifs and this could happen, but apparently we're in deep talks about Derrick Henry. So Again? Yeah. I, I heard about that, too. I was going to bring that up, yeah. actually. They yeah. said that on the cast because uh, next next Thursday is – No, Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday 4 p.m. is the trade deadline. No, I know, I know, but next oh. Thursday they were promoing Tennessee's oh. playing. Oh, yeah, and Pittsburgh. They're, they're like, I, I forgot who was bringing it up. Oh, yeah, they like, said if he's still if with he's the team. If he's still there, if he's still yeah, on the yeah. team. Yeah, I was right. like, whoa, I, that is – that's something. Okay, okay, hold on. I'm holding. I'm holding. Travis Henry or Devontae Adams, if you could get either. Derrick Henry? Devontae Adams. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. I mean, if you could keep your receiving core. Travis Henry. Right, if you can. Yeah, what was his his nickname? Uh, Uh, The Baby Maker? Yeah, I think. think (laughs) (laughs) No, it was like the the Missing Link or something, right? I don't know. That's when when we... The Buffalo Bills did not realize that the running game. Was okay, so you're telling me that you'd rather you'd like to put more focus on the running game, the passing game, because we need more help there. No, here's why. Okay, we have not had a feature back, a true feature back, in a long time. Cook, Cook is definitely showing signs of it. Cookie I, monster, yeah. feed him, feed him. Yep, I like that cookie monster. Yeah. Now, if you get a, a, a Derrick Henry in your backfield. 
the defense has to plan completely different. And now it opens up Kincaid. It opens up, you know, they're they're gonna probably have to spy on him too. So you've got a lot more one on one with Dig Digs. If they double Digs, then you've got all the other guys wide open. You know, not wide open, but one on one. And look what happened last night when Davis was one on one. Dude, all the, uh, what's her quarterback's name? Josh Allen <laughs> made Kincaid, Davis, and Shakir look like all pros. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they look phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know what? If you give the guy the ball. Give these guys balls. I mean, they're gonna yeah Ball, balls and heart. I mean, who, you, heart. some of you guys here were talking shit about Davis, right? Absolutely. Yeah, he his what, he made you guys eat crow last night, but Josh got to give him the ball. Yeah, well, I think, but here's the deal: Josh really spread the wealth. Like yep. it wasn't just it again; it wasn't just the Diggs show. He spread the right. wealth. Diggs was actually they were highlighting him because he actually I think he might have been third or fourth in the team in terms third in terms of completions. But just to go back to the the Henry conversations uh, made me think about what Mike brought up was last year's trade deadline. San Francisco 49ers pick up McCaffrey and their whole season changed. Yeah. Their <laughs> whole season changed. Uh-oh. Oh. We, got, we got a call on the line call here. Call coming in. We got a call coming in. Welcome to Zabil's Podcast. Hello, this is Zabil's Podcast. Who, 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 who are we talking to here? <laughs> Hello, this is, this is Devin. Devin, hi. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Great. Where are you calling from tonight? Uh, Colston Park, New York. Where exactly is that? Yeah, it's about 20, 25 minutes north of Albany. Oh, awesome. So uh, how'd you hear about Zabil's podcast? I just saw it floating around on uh, Spotify. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for uh, reaching out. Do you have a question for us tonight? I do. All right. I, I was just curious what you guys thought of the uh, the upcoming Cincinnati game in a couple weeks. Oh, who wants to field that question first? That is a great question. I, I, I'll answer it this way. Just okay, really Mike. This is Mike. This is Mike. If uh, Devin, Devin, if, if right. the first half builds from last night, play the whole game. We're fine. If if we show Cincinnati what we showed the Bucks last night and give them those opportunities, we're done. Or we show up as the team last year when we played them both times. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think this is Den- uh, This is Dennis. Yeah. Hey, Devin. How you doing? So uh, I think I, I'm a little worried about, about the Bengals game. I feel like um, they're going to kind of put it together against our defense a little bit. They're a little bit better than the Bucks, and I think we, we showed up a lot, of, a lot of weaknesses last night on the defense. So are you thinking this is another trap game or no? Not a trap game at all. I just think we're going to get our asses handed to us. What is Cincinnati's current record? Are they 3-3? Three, three three? They're currently 3-3. Three and three. 500, they're okay. Off, they're, off, on, off they're on the ups. Right. Yeah, they're they're, they're on the off, off their bye, too. Well, they had their bye last week, so. Okay. Just remember yeah. how they started the year. Right. And yeah. they're a different team the last three games. Okay. So. All right. So flip-flop of what we've done, kind of. Right. And they know that. This is uh, Sean. They, oh, hi, Devin. How you doing, buddy? They know Hello, that. Yeah. Good. They know that uh, they're last in their, their vision right now, that if they lay two eggs, they're pretty much done. They're, they're, they're certainly not going to get home. They really won't be a concern for us at all. Because they may not even make the playoffs because they're playoffs, the, right? The Ravens are at five and two, and I think they already have the tiebreaker over Cincinnati. So they're going to come in desperate this Sunday, and certainly against the Bills. If the Bills even think of taking them lightly, they're, they're it'll be over at halftime. Devin, let, let us ask you a question. What do you think is going to happen next week? I'm just worried that it's going to be like the Giants game when they barely beat a team that has no business playing them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's certainly a concern. Brandon? I disagree with that, though. That okay. I, don't, I don't think that the Bengals really are as bad as the Giants. Like, the Bengals started off rough, but they start off rough every year. They did the same thing last year, and the last 
two weeks, they've been great. So I think you're going to get a pretty good Bengals team. The defense is really good. Offensively, I think they're going to be good enough for our defense as it is right now. And I'm pretty concerned about it. I'm, I'm concerned about the whole rest of the season, but I'm pretty concerned about this. Now, if if history shows us anything, not necessarily with the Bengals, but with Josh Allen, he plays up to competition. So when he plays a good team or a good quarterback, he plays good. When he plays these crap teams, he plays crappy. So I don't know. I, I'm i nervous about it. I, think I don't you, know. I think you bring up a great point. Like uh, it's almost like how Josh is with Kansas City. It's, it's even Miami a little bit. It's different with these opponents compared to the run of the mill uh, Washington Commanders, New York Giants, maybe the, maybe the New York Jets a little bit. I, I think the Bills as a franchise realized what happened last year. They were flat out embarrassed. Live TV, at home, they, they were absolutely embarrassed by this team, and it's going to be definitely in the back of their heads that, that they, they have got to show up. But I think you're right. I think Josh Allen, when he sees his, his opponent – he can raise his game to another level and make it almost personal. Uh, Devin, did you watch the game last night by any chance? Yeah, I saw the first half. It uh, looked good. Uh, yeah, I really what, liked how they played. Yeah, what did you think of Josh Allen's first half performance? you think he uh, got out of his own head, or what do you what do you think's been Josh Allen's problem the last couple games? He wasn't running. Yeah, I hear He that. I hear definitely that. needs to be more active. I think he's a lot better when he, when he is. Yeah, I think that uh, Josh Allen thrives on – when he scrambles and he gives a shoulder to somebody or he takes a hit from somebody, he definitely looks like he uh, he needs to get bounced around a little bit. Professor Pizza, do you have a question for, for our caller, Devin? I do. Okay. All right, Professor Pizza. That's me. <laughs> when is the last time you wore that Saquon Barkley jersey? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. He asked you when's the last time you wore your Saquon Barkley jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's been put away for quite some time now. You put it in the uh, cedar closet and with some math balls? <laughs> yeah, it's sitting uh, in the back of my closet with my Henrik Lundqvist jersey. I'm proud of you. Oh, boy. Do you, ha- do, you have a com- do you have a comment to that, Sean, I, I, our, our I host don't. Bruins fan? I don't. I have uh, Panarin on my fantasy hockey team, so I hope oh. he scores against every team except the Boston Bruins. But, yeah, Lundqvist is is the, the face of the Rangers. Great goaltender who never won a cup, uh, but just a great dresser in terms of that. But that's my, that's my hockey take with Lundqvist. Oh, Callan, uh, correct me if I'm wrong with my verbiage. He's got some drip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's got some drip? lundquist has got some drip. Nicky Pipes? Does he have drip? <laughs> oh, he does. He's, dri- he's dripping. He's dripping. How is he dripping? I'm confused. Never mind. Never mind. All right. Uh, Devin, do you have any other questions before we... Uh, question or comments? Question, question or, comments. or comments. Yeah. I don't. I think you guys answered my, my question. And, uh, De- go Rangers. Devin, any... any <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that, except for the Bruins. Except for the Bruins. 3-0 three, three shutout last night for the Rangers. So prop, props to you last night. But we'll, we'll see where we are in April. Yeah, what happened last year in the playoffs? We're not talking about that. But no, to both teams. We're not talking about that at all. All right. Well, thank you very much for calling, Devin. All right. Thanks, guys. Right, Have you, a great night. You too. See you later. Bye. Bye. All right. That was a good call. Um, okay. So... Let's get into it. Uh, the Bills have been listening to the podcast. There's no, there's no definitive way they are not. I was shocked, shocked that they came out in no huddle immediately. I loved it. D 
defense came out firing on all cylinders. They were ferocious. They were flying. It was incredible. The J-Gun is, I hope they run that every freaking game. Well, save it for the playoffs. I mean, you don't want to have teams prepare for that. But How can you prepare for that? You have to I get to the playoffs know. first. I, right, true, true. Ooh. I mean, I get it. I get it. But that. Yeah, but I, I thought that was a dynamic that we just, I mean, because there's two thoughts. The, the, you knock a defense off, but the Bills have had leads or trying to get leads, and, you know, there's strategy and burning time off the clock. I, I loved it to start the game, though. I really thought it was absolutely fantastic to start the game with Josh Allen calling the plays, getting up to the line. I mean, when, they're, when their offense is firing on all cylinders with Josh, the running game, plus the receivers, I don't, I don't know a better offense out there. Yeah. I, I, I love the, the, the hurry up, uh, whatever you want to call it. I think that's one of the best things like in football. You, you can't stop it. Uh, so I, I think they should uh, you know, keep on doing it and uh, you know, do, it, do it every game for, for a few plays at least. It's, it's hard to get, people, get, get guys in from the defense, hard to get them in. To uh, to the different plays to have like the specialists come in like the nickel and all that stuff. So, you know that's what you got to do. Yeah, and the first thing my dad said when he saw them do a no huddle, he jumped up, clapped, was like, "Yes, they're listening to the podcast." <laughs> Clearly, they were listening to the Zabels podcast. Uh, whether it was Josh running, whether it was the no huddle they were doing, whether it was spreading the wealth. What else did you guys see in terms of? The Bills changing the format of the way they come out and play. They, I saw that they moved uh, Davis around a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he played some slot and stuff. I, I thought that was a big thing because um, you know you can't be you can't be one like one sided with everybody and have everything go to Diggs or everything go through 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 Diggs. You have to give it to everybody. Shakir, I think Shakir had more catches last night than he has the whole season. Just about he almost. Got 100 yards. Almost he was yeah. just shy of 100. For- uh, screen passes too. I saw out there. So that was. Another thing that I know Kyle loves to talk about, screen pass game. Yeah. <laughs> and if um, I'm not mistaken, I think he had nine receptions for 97 yards. Pretty close. Pretty good. Pretty close to 100. Um, I had written down as one of my notes was that King, this was Kincaid's coming out party. This was for him. This was his game where I think if he has this, uh, uh, the, hopefully the successful career he has, we'll look back as a, a big step he took on prime time. Knox is, you know, we, we forecast him pretty much done for the year. You know, highly touted first-round draft pick. He showed why he was drafting the first round last night, did he not? You know what I loved about it was the look on his face when he scored the touchdown. Oh, yeah. I think that uh, we have to remember that we talk about football all the time and all that. It's still a game. And so to see these guys get paid millions of dollars and all that they get paid, still to still be that happy, I don't think you can be good at something without being that happy with it. Mm-hmm. And, again, we're like, the Bills, they're listening to the podcast because we think Josh is going to run. I don't know if you remember this, Mike, but he, he rolls out. It looks like he's got daylight to go. He holds up, he stops, he sees Kincaid open, hits, and it, he walks in for a touchdown. And, and it was, oh, it seemed like Josh was kind of taking it all in. He's got the free reign to run, but now because he's had to sit in the pocket, he's taken that extra second to look, watch the play develop, and now you're getting an easy touchdown where Josh doesn't have to take a hit. He doesn't have to expose himself. Kincaid gets his first touchdown. He had a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. And, and I know Bob predicted that Kincaid was going to get his touchdown. I will tell you that so did I. But I've also predicted that every single game this year. So. <laughs> Good call either way. Yeah. The, the time was, timing was perfect because uh, my wife had just picked up this past weekend her Kincaid jersey. Oh, she, nice. had, she had purchased mm. a Kincaid jersey. The red, I know it's it's 
you know, controversial, but she got the red Kincaid. I'm like, I'm like, congrats, Steph. Absolutely. Shout out to Steph. Was she wearing it during the game? She was not. No. She's so, extremely superstitious. Okay, so now she if, can't if, wear it. If they lose, she'll never wear it again. It's a jersey. What other dream. Bills jerseys does she have? That's it. Um, no, we, we did have, who did she have? Oh, my God. I just saw it yesterday. Number 14, not Diggs. Prior, uh, Sammy Watkins. Watkins. We Whoa. Had Watkins <laughs> Professor Pizza. That was good. Still here. That was, wow. that was pretty good. All right. I we have Watkins, ball. and we yes, we have Kincaid now. What do you guys think was said in the locker room or leading up to this game to get this team to look the way they did in the first half? Let Josh run. Woof, woof. I feel, I feel, like, I feel like it all started, I think it was the second play of the game that Josh got a running play. And I think we've said it a bunch of times here that he has to get hit to be in the game. And I think uh, what the, the clip that we just saw about him trash-talking the cornerback as he's walking in the end zone, running in the end zone, I think that, that brings everything out in him. And I think that's what you need. Like, uh, the players like to say, he's that dog. Yeah. There you go. So why do you think that, was, that disappeared games 5, 6, 7? Because they want to go deep in the playoffs. Like, like I, I, I'll they're be, already worrying about preserving him. I, I, I would. I, I he's, know he's playing her. I, I absolutely yeah. would. Like they, they said that they're like, listen, they, we put a collar on Josh Allen because really, let's be honest, it's about the playoffs. It, I mean, I know we've got to get to the playoffs. I think they assumed that the team was good enough based on the schedule it had that they were going to get in the playoffs. A healthy Josh Allen at a hundred percent is different than Josh Allen at seventy percent. Do you think they had the mindset that at this time of year they'd already be? number one in the division, and they're struggling in the division, so now they had to take the leash back off them or the collar. Speaking of collars, what the heck are these guys wearing around their necks? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I was wondering that, guard. too. Yeah, I it's only noticed that on Kincaid. I didn't notice that on anybody else. It's uh, like four guys. Yeah, rap, yeah, had yeah, rap had one. And the guy on um, uh, whoever we played last night. I I'm going to get one of those for they, lacrosse. Yeah, so I saw a few guys get it. So What, what do they do? Do you know what it is? Yeah, I actually saw it the day before the game yesterday. I saw some lacrosse player. He was like shopping what, what? for something. I think it's like kind of like a neck guard, but like it's like tight around your neck. What's the, what's the per, what's it called? Q guard? Q, okay. It looks like that what tape. Like I didn't. Yeah, I thought it, it was like. That it looks like the dude from Star Trek or, tape or tape something running around. It's like it's like yeah. a Bluetooth thing that he's wearing around his right, neck. It's not, weird. He's listening to tunes while he's playing. Starting price is two hundred dollars, so it better be it better be something nope, really nope, important. Nope, not mine. Someone else will Google it. I and this is linked to the thing. I'm not letting you do it. By reducing movement of the brain within the cent the yeah, the cue it's guard like may card. aid in the protection of the brain from the effects of head impacts. So it's, so it's how does it work on your neck, neck though? Kincaid just came off of the concussion protocol. Right. And he's wearing it. So did rap did rap was he recently in concussion protocol? Maybe. Brain within the cranial space. So Yeah, but how I just I'm I'm curious how the thing works. Because it's your neck. But yeah, like, but it just goes around work? your neck. Like I don't. Yeah, how's the mouth guard? It's work? probably a stabilizer. It's probably going to stable again. Hopefully, stable you because if your neck snapping back, that brain's moving. It, you don't have to hit the ground. We'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to YouTube it or something. Remember, you, you remember the 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 '90s, the cowboy collars, the big ones where they would have the like, big foam roll in the back. Right, right. So yeah. Daryl Johnston used to have a big thing, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Couple of Bills guys had him over there. I'm going to go way Car- back. Carwell Gardner, I think. Carwell Gardner, oh number 35. Yeah, Did you play the climate control Bills jersey name game yet? I didn't, but I will tonight. Yeah, 35 doesn't. It doesn't go that cold. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> I didn't get to play the game. All right, so wait, do you, hold on. I got to add this real quick. Okay, please do. The collar puts a small amount of pressure on the athlete's jugular veins. The small amount of pressure causes more blood to remain in the head, which proves more of a cushion. For the brain. 
That's what it does. So it keeps more fluid up there. So yes. when your brain gets yes. bashed against your yes. skull, there's more. Okay. All right. It adds more protection. Sure. Snake oil. That doesn't make yeah. sound. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't sound comfortable. But yeah. hey, man, if it's it gives them the confidence to go out there, man. Hey, I, I was not a believer until rib protection until I got chopped in the ribs. So yeah. I wore those for the rest of my life. Do you think, um, what do you think about the, obviously the 11 personnel's working. It worked. Do you think they'll continue that for the rest of the season or it depends when Knox no. comes back or another tight end or you think this is, they saw great success, let's just roll? I think it, it might depend on um, how Kincaid, uh, how he progresses. Like how how he gets better and better. Like I, I feel like the last two weeks or three weeks, I think. Could he get better than after last night's game? I think so. He looked oh, fantastic. I, I think so. Yeah. What did yeah. he do wrong? No, I'm not saying he did anything wrong, but you're you're saying he he reached the ceiling. I don't think I think we agree he has not reached the ceiling yet. He could still take a next step. You know what he hasn't done? He hasn't taken over a game to win a Super Bowl. That's what he hasn't done yet. Is he capable? We're all hoping so. But I think once Knox is back, they'll go right back. But I think, no way. I think no way. I think oh, they will. I, no. I think they're different. I, 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 I think, really do. I, I think, think you use them differently. Knox is going to be in there. You know, we, we've had that before. We had a bigger tight end, run plays. He's going to offer you more protection. That's what, it, that's what they're going to design plays around. You want someone more like a slot receiver, someone who's going to be able to go a little bit faster than Knox. You, that's what you got Kincaid for. So you, you can utilize them. They're not the same type of player. They're not competing. They're competing in a position, but the way you utilize them, I mean, they're, they're, the sky's the limit with these guys right now. That's that's exactly what I was going to say about about Kincaid. Use him as a slot receiver. Now that he's coming along a little bit, use him as a slot receiver. Keep Dawson Knox in there still when he gets healthy. Uh, keep him in there as a tight end. He's a good tight end. So I, I think having them both on the field would be great. We talk about power forwards. This is another NHL reference. They don't they don't make them anymore. If if you're lucky enough to have a six foot four guy who can skate, hit, shoot, and score, they're unicorns. They, they really don't exist. There there there's a handful of them. To have someone like Knox play a tight end position who can block for you a little bit, go out there and run a deep route and make make those catches, uh, he's got great hands. I mean, they, they they'll they'll split you. I mean, they will for the most part differentiate you from other teams. What about Hardy in the slot position? He was good. I mean, that guy's got he's, he's got, got wheels. He, he can play. I, they should play him a little bit more in offense. What they do you don't think? Play him enough though. No, they do he not. Six six downs. No, that's not enough. And he was great on his punt returns. Too bad oh. we can't keep flags off the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was terrible. That was terrible. Yeah. I was like, what are we doing every single time this guy has a great return and we got flags all over the place? Friggin' holding on for what? Yeah. Like we're ruining it. But yeah. I don't know. I, I came I actually like came away from this game like very negative actually. Okay. And like a little like irritated about like the whole offense because Josh did have a good game. He spread the ball around. He did what we wanted him to do. These guys had great games. Kincaid had a great game. He got to score. He got some yards. We got Shakir involved. Diggs didn't have a huge game, but we don't need him to have a huge game. He did what we needed him to do, which was to catch the ball and move the chains here and there. I saw a stat that really irritated me. Still no touchdowns in the first quarter. This is on the prime broadcast. In four games so far. Right. That's the most since 2019. Right. And so that's a bad streak that's continuing into next week. Well, I'm going to push you a little further and talk and give the defense some love, too, because the defense played a pretty good game throughout. Bernard had a a great game. I'm not mad at the Um, defense at all. It it seemed like, yeah, the the flags, they were 
absolutely carried away with the flags. Stupid penalties. They had some pretty. They had some bad luck in that fourth quarter. I mean, you guys at the stadium had to be just the the ball goes off the Bills helmet into the guy's hands. They tip the ball for the two point conversion. It, it loops over everyone right into the hands of their of their. I believe it was their tight end receiver, and they get eight points. And uh, you know, we have two f- fourth downs where it's a turnover, but we get fifteen yard penalties called on us, so those drives continue. I mean. I would be losing my mind at the stadium. And I'll tell you, I, in my notes, I, I talked about the um, Phillips face mask. That was a bad penalty to take. They're yeah. all over him. They're, they clearly had him sacked. There was no need to touch his face mask. He was already on the way down. Yeah. And, like, what? and that's one of the things I had noted is, is, is this is over the last few games, these untimely game-changing Penalties, yeah, absolutely. You know, and you argued that with Skip, I believe, the I penalties did. in the one game. I did. Yeah. I, I, I argued with Skip that that game specifically, the penalties didn't play a role or a factor in this one. The fact the Bills won, the the we could look at the penalties and be like, oh, you know, I, I wasn't upset about that face masking as as you probably should have been. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. He's behind the quarterback. He's reaching the wrap. Yes, he gets his face mask, but it wasn't egregious to the point where he's facing him straight up grabbing the mask and, and throwing him down. I, I, so I, I gave him some sympathy there. It was just bad luck on his part. Um, but, it, it, hey, it extended the drive. Mm-hmm. It, it led to eight points. It led to them possibly having a shot to win the game in the dying seconds. So we can't just brush it aside and say it was no factor. The penalties had a significant factor, and it took away a lot of what the Bills had done in the first half. Right. And, well, and to me, and one of the things that's kind of – got my mind kind of in a little bit of a pretzel about this team. So they came out and did what we wanted them to do. They moved the ball quickly. Okay, we're going no huddle. We're spreading the ball around. What did that get us? Three points in the first quarter. Okay, yeah, they scored two touchdowns in the second quarter. Funny you should say that. Four straight games without a first quarter touchdown. Right. said it twice. So now <laughs> it's like, what is the problem is it Dorsey and the play calling? Because we're not flowing. It doesn't seem like it. I, I don't fault the defense at all. I think the defense, for as injured as we are, is actually playing pretty well, and especially prior to this game has played pretty well. What is going on? Like, why can't they seem like that they're clicking on all cylinders on offense? Why? Well, I, I think it – sorry to cut you off. No, it's fine. I, I, I do think that it is, uh, it is definitely play calling, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I, I sent to this in our, our group group chat here – about uh, Josh Allen, how big he is, six foot five, two hundred thirty-seven pounds, and they had four consecutive goal-to-go plays in the shotgun on the one-yard line or around the one-yard line. How can you not at least once try mm. the tush-push or brotherly shove or whatever they call it now? How how can you not at least try it? You know, um, I mean, I, I know that it's it, it's a pretty tough like uh, it's, it's a pretty tough play like on your players and things like that. I get that. But uh, I think you, you got to at least try it, right. work it out. You and know? I would have said, like, oh, are they concerned about the shoulder? But then they did it later in the game before yeah. he went into Yeah, the, and, and it worked. And it worked and well. They did it. Yeah. yeah. They got, like, two yards or three yards yeah. on it. Yeah, they were at the goal line. I believe the one-yard line. They took a loss, and they actually had to settle for a field goal. W- was that the one where he didn't loft it over the defender yeah, to, the bad pass. Yeah. To, right. to Kincaid? Yeah. Mike, I brought this uh, – this, uh, Graphic up. Do you want to explain how so, to read this? Yeah, so I, I stole this from Twitter. 
That's okay. Or X or whatever we call it now. Yeah. So starting from the top down is every drive that the Bills had the, the entire game. So you can see in the first half, you know, the touchdown, they get field goals, all that kind of stuff. Start the second half with a 75-yard touchdown, how many plays, how much time, and then four straight punts. Right. And I, I read something that one of the local sports guys said, and they're like, oh, if they needed a touchdown, they would have gotten one, something like that. I'm like, are you kidding me? It, it, yeah. They kept <laughs> it, – and at least in those last two drives, if, if it's not – if we don't go down to get a touchdown – we at least have to keep the ball and keep the clock running, you know, and they're just doing little short three, I don't know if they know were three and outs or not. I don't remember, but you know, we need to, in a, in a game against a team like Cincinnati, we will lose this game. Right. I, I think, I think those were the plays that we always talk about maybe off, off the air here uh, about how McDermott does the, he, he, it's like fourth and one, fourth and two, give or take. And he tries to tries to throw you off sides which is great oh, a few times that it works. They did that last and, night. I yeah. might just I think run the times. damn play. Yeah, it, it doesn't work a whole lot. And we were kind of in no man's land at like the 45, 40-yard line. And um, I think you, like your offense is doing well all night. You just got to go for it. And you, you like we, I think the big thing about the defense is they are playing well, but there's so many injuries that like you can only expect so much, I feel like. And so I feel like you got to – Score as many points as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game, really. Yep. So score as many points as possible, and then that way, at the end of the game, if they throw a hail mary, your great your hair isn't getting any more grayer. Yeah, I think the analytics took over the Buffalo Bills a little bit. I think they they crunch the numbers. They know what's going to work. What's going to give them the best chance to winning. Um, I I was I think I sent it to the, to the chat. I said this is fourth and one. I think they're at their own forty five yard line. If they get a first down, the game's over. You control possession. You control the outcome. If you punt it away, I'm sure the, the numbers would mean, you know, if they got to start at their 20 with less than a minute left with no timeouts, it's going to give them a better chance to win overall than if they're starting with no timeouts at the Bills' 45 or 50-yard line. I get it. But you've got one shot to put the game to rest. If you punt it away like they did at the end of the game, you're giving that team an opportunity to win and take it from you, and, and they came within a couple of feet of that actually coming to true. So when we look at a lot of the data right here, I think the Bills are driven by analytics, and it tells them what's going to give them the best chance, and this is football. It doesn't always work that way. It's why I, we watch. Yeah, you, you I, go, I agree. Go right back to the size of Josh Allen. You need a yard. Yep. You give it to Josh. Every you know? professional yeah, football team. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. Every every professional football team should be able to get one yard. Didn't they do the tush push in the middle of the they field did. to get they it? Did. They did. So yeah. why wouldn't you have and done they, it? They got they needed one yard, I think, and they got like three or two or three. So you know what I would have done on the goal line? If you're that close, try it the first time. If it doesn't work, then try something else. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. You you gotta try it. And you know, even if you don't try it right away. Um, you know, to try to you know throw throw them off the scent, so to speak. That that's fine, but you you got to do it. Yeah. Why does the why is there some chatter about the NFL wanting to get rid of the tush push? Because it works so often. Uh, I don't know about that. I think it puts people at risk. I mean, I don't know how you would feel, but if I've got uh, a six foot five, three hundred and thirty five pound offensive or defensive tackle right ahead of me, and my guys pushing me from behind, it would feel, it would make me feel like I'm falling off a cliff. Like you are. Slamming me through this wall. I think it's dangerous. Shouldn't it be a run at your own risk? I, it's football, so it, you're not wrong. It, it is football. At the end of the day, you're putting your body. We had, we all had to sign a waiver. When we played football. Uh, has anyone been injured on the tush push yet? That the NFL is trying to get their hand in on this? I mean, I don't know. Not, 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 not okay. major. Okay. No, but if they're going to try to get rid of it, it's, it's probably because it's, it's a safety. Or is it because it's a boring play? 
Oh, I don't think it's boring at all. It might, it stop. might, it might be. Stop it, and it's not boring. Yeah, well, it, right. It, it yeah. might, it might go against the actual spirit of what the NFL is all about. You know, running backs and this. But see, I feel like that's what it's all. That's what football is all about. Right. NFL or not NFL, like the one yard line, and you know, it's me against you. So you gotta. Isn't that that what they say about baseball? How baseball's the thinking man's game. To yeah, their strategy. I, I it's it's yeah. for smart people. Right, so that one's for Bob too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I like baseball though. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, but also to make a comparison to baseball, baseball takes that sort of stuff out of the game, like intentionally to try and like drum up different types of plays. So they uh, they remove like the shift. Yep. So now you can't shift guys over the field because you know their weaknesses. Oh, they always hit it over here. So I'm gonna put three guys over here instead of one side. But, oh, we're taking that away. So that you can't do that anymore. Right, but what's what's the name of the game in all four major sports? It's points and scores. And if the touch push is going to give you the ability to score more points, that's going to increase your overall brand as an NFL. I mean, the Kelsey brothers say that that play is 92% effective. I, I don't doubt it. Is that why they always say no, 92 percenters? Yeah, that's the name of their followers now because yeah. of the 92% <laughs> success rate of the play. The touch push. I, I was wondering about that. I was listening to it right before I came here, actually. I, I was trying to get a sound bite from that. I didn't catch any of the pod before the spot, so I they screwed up on them. They sent a cease and desist order. Do they did. They're like, do not use our names. So that that uh, graphic that Mike shared with us, it, what I would like to take out of that, just by ob- observation of being a Bills fan, is that the Bills came prepared in the first half, and then those last four drives, they did not make the proper adjustments. And, what's and the, Tampa did. What's the criticism that the Bills have been getting the last three weeks? No slow, adjustments. Slow starts. Oh, well. Slow starts, they did the opposite, and then they slowed down at the end. You know, the, did the, they? The, now, um, I watched the third quarter. I didn't watch the fourth. Did the Bills, did McDermott shift towards a prevent defense? And we all know what prevent means, prevent you from winning. No, I, I mean, no? Tampa, Tampa ran a 16-plus Play drive. That That's took when I slept half the quarter. I mean, they, they almost took themselves directly out of the game with mm-hmm. that. I mean, that that's a beautiful drive if you're the opposing team. But when you're down fourteen, you you can't eat up half a drive just to get within one score. Yeah, and it, it, you know, and I'll say this too: you never want to celebrate punts ever. Oh yeah. But holy moly, did that dude yeah. Martin right. was dropping them on the two yard line? Oh, I think he had two of them there. That right? was a yeah, fan, yeah, he had three within three. That within was fan, a fantastic display of punter's ability last night. Yeah. Both punters were creaming the he ball. He was fired up. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, but he was putting it on a dime. Putting you know, and and realistically, we should have had them at the, again, mm-hmm. right there. Our last that one punt that we're, we're debating. Should have been the guy got the hand on it. He got his his hand mm-hmm. on. It. He couldn't bring yeah. it back into play it trickled into the end zone and they started at 20 but that should have been another punt where tampa's starting on their own two-yard line mm-hmm. we almost we almost got a safety out of that one Th- that's why i was just going to bring up the safety i mean i i felt like there was a little bit of holding there but uh you know i guess there's every play but uh but yeah i mean that changes the game keeping them down so low or so far into their into their end zone or their uh territory that's uh changes the game all the way mm-hmm you're pausing here. You're freezing. Kyle, are you okay, Kyle? Oh, sorry, reboot. Kyle, you're, you're sorry. <laughs> Buffering. Buffering. Um, I, mean, I can delete this shit out, but... <laughs> Here's delay. content right here for you. Yeah, right. Are we picking? Are we we looking at last week's scores? Uh, no, no, no. We're okay. not th- are we there yet? I mean, well, are we done I'll discussing make, this? I'll make a comment while Kyle is look, thinking of the next He's thing. Rebooting. And this is something stupid, but I, we drew attention to it. What the hell was that guy swinging the helmet 
and they picked up the flag. Yes. Oh, how, how did they pick it what up? Was isn't that? It, isn't yeah. it an NFL penalty now? As soon as your player removes their helmet, so, yep, I'm very off. curious if the NFL happened in the Chiefs game. Find that guy because that was blatant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I couldn't believe it. In high school, you can't remove the helmet. They don't have a kicker now. They should have automatically. If you take your helmet off like that, you should definitely. Definitely get removed from the game. And I like every single Buffalo Bills, immediately as he was swinging his helmet, put their hands up. Yeah. yeah. Put their hands up like, oop, oop, you made a boo-boo right there. And like, I think it. when I looked at the replay, it looked like he got a little help getting his helmet off. Yeah. But once it was off, he blatantly mm-hmm. swung you, it. And that's why they threw the flag. And then how is it just like, there's no penalty on the play? There, there was a flag. <laughs> right. And then they, they went back and they picked it up again. I couldn't believe it. You know, there was there's a few times where I feel like um, there was some, some cause and no cause. And you get that every game. But I feel like for primetime games, you're supposed to have, like, the best referees, aren't you? Mm-hmm. One of the, you know, some of the best. You would think. And I don't I don't think we we got that, you know, for last night at all. No. I totally agree with that. Um, did you guys notice that uh, Elam did not play again? He was inactive, I believe. So one of my notes, how little faith do you have to have Neelam to play Josh Norman? Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I missed play- Josh Norman on the field. Yep. He oh, didn't yeah. play any defensive snaps, though, I saw. It was only it's special teams. It was only special but, teams. But they dressed but still, him but still, as, yeah. as opposed to Elam. Yeah. And over Hamlin. Yeah, yeah. tackle, too. I think Poor Hamlin. What, what, what does that say about him? I, listen... I, I know. Go through a, 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 an injury like that. He was third string to begin with. I understand that. Right. And then right. injuries last year got him on the field, and he played okay considering, and then the injury, and then. You maybe, don't want to maybe he'll be back him. out there for Cincinnati next week, huh? Oh, my God. I wonder, yeah. if, they'll, too, too I wonder, if, they'll, I wonder if they'll dress him for that it's just be because. It's going to be a story. It'll yeah, be the I'm story sure. of the week. Going back to maybe, Cincinnati. Maybe, maybe that could be a drinking game. How many times they talk about that during the game? Oof. Yeah. Um, you looking like me. <laughs> I interrupted you. Sorry. Elam, no, back to Elam. That, that was my thought. Yeah, no, no. I got it out. I noticed that he back. Well, he wasn't in there again. Um, Von Miller was in sparingly again. But noticeable. Like yeah. Von Miller. Maybe yeah. it was because of the, I don't know what the stadium was like watching Von Miller there, but he was, I would say this game compared to any other game prior where he dressed, he was noticeable. He, yeah. he was, he was more putting noticeable. pressure on. He had yeah. more snaps in the first half than he did the, all the other games. Okay. So was, all right. It, so it, he's you know, close. Total, right. total Still pressure. had the knee brace on. Yep. Rumor was that he tweaked his knee. But he walked off without a limp. Yep. So hopefully. Um, and then did you see Oliver had a sack? I think yep. the, was it the only sack we got? He had two. Yeah, no, we had two. I think so, yeah. But Oliver had the one. Oh, I think, yeah, three. Aaron three. Johnson, I think, had one. Epineza had one. AJ Epineza had one. Oh, see, that's funny because I have down that I didn't even notice Rousseau out there. I didn't notice Epineza again out there. Uh, Floyd was, oh, my God. Yeah. That would have been a huge sack, sack and he tried ripping his helmet yeah. off. Like, what are you doing, man? And that he rushed for a first down from that. After yes, he, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Oliver Floyd missed that big sack. I, in the first half, thought that the Bills defensively and offensively controlled the trenches. Yes. I'm kind of skipping back to the offense a little bit. I thought the O-line did what they had to do last night. Not awesome, but they ran the ball very well. They held up uh, the D-line long enough for Josh to do what he had to do, and that one sack that Josh took was, I think, right at the end of the third quarter, correct? Where Josh thought that the clock had almost yeah, run like out, and then and then he like stopped and gave up, and then they let the play go live. I guess right. so he took that big sack. I, I think again he wasn't going to try to make a force another throw, which I, I I think was the right move when he got picked off. It got deflected. It's a jump ball, and Tampa Bay came down with it. He just took that sack because I'm like, I'll, I'll eat the 15 yards mm-hmm. instead of possibly turning the ball over again. I yeah. think he was a little yeah. shaken from the. Another note that I had is when that interception happened, I, I had the conscious thought of 
finally an interception that I'm not mad about. Because how many times does he throw the ball and you're like, where was that going? Right. Yep. And he was, you know, he, he, it was still a weird pass if you watch it. It wasn't quite a full, it was almost like a half shovel. It, it was, was just, a, to, it, I don't want to take the sack. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. throw it incomplete. But how, that ball should be batted down. And right. it didn't. It went straight up. And yep. what are you going to do? Yep. Yep. Um, non football noticing during the game, uh, up until the third quarter, there was no commercials targeted toward women viewers. No. And then it finally okay. busted out at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. So they must think that the women skipped the first half and they were going to watch the third because well, they're staying up late watching yeah. late night TV and then they're going to switch over to the Bills game. I don't right, know what the hell's right. up with that. Do you think that Diggs had a bad game? His, oh. his confidence looked a little, little. he wasn't as fired up, um, but you, you can't have both ways. I mean, you, we, I think we all agree. He had a couple we, drops we want, in a row. He had a couple of drops. We, we, I think he had a couple of catches. We didn't get the first down. He, was, he made a nice catch, but it was short, bringing out the punt team. But if we want to spread it out, which I think everyone agrees is probably the best strategy, he's not going to be the, the, the digs where he's our best offensive player. I totally agree. I do appreciate that digs during the no huddle – was running over to the guy who was tackled and helping the guy get up quicker so they could get in their stances and their position quicker. Um, I think that Davis has got hands like Dodzik now. Um, that guy made some crazy catches. The touchdown. That was a rocket. And that all he one had was his hands over his head, and he grabbed it like with ease. That one, and then the one catch that was uh, not for very much yardage, but it was like he like. Turned around quick, and the guy was, like, right on him. And I don't know how Josh got that ball in there, and, and David even, Davis even caught that thing. Um, Josh is still amazing at extending plays uh, with his legs, which is what I think we've been missing. Uh, we haven't brought up the whole tent, though. I know. I know you guys I haven't got there yet. I haven't oh, got okay, there yet. Okay, it's coming up, though. Okay. Sure. Um, Josh looked great with his accuracy. He didn't overthrow, like, I thought his accuracy was terrible in the game before. Oh, yeah, the oh, Patriots yeah. game was horrible, yep. yeah. Horrible. Looked looked on the money last night. He had his 31st game with a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. That is second most in NFL history. Cam Newton. Yes, Cam Newton is a beast. I don't know how far off he is from tying that Bob. rushing touchdown. I think he's, he's like 30. Yeah. He's yeah. He, well, he's got 43. He tied Steve Young last night yep. for 43. Cam Newton has 70, 70 something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, is that the big? Is that the gap from first to second? Yeah, is, right. is Cam Newton is now it's Josh? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's cool though. Uh, do you agree with Fitz last night? Um, yeah. What does it say? No, my handwriting's terrible. I no, mean, I'll say no yeah, Josh on the goal. No Josh on the goal line. Yeah, we talked about that. How? Why wouldn't you go with him? That's your home run right there. What do you think about the coaches? Do you think? I mean, obviously, Dorsey called a good first half. Coach, you didn't, wouldn't have lost that game for you. The penalties would have played a bigger factor. Maybe, uh, obviously, again, my, my decision is go back to the fourth and one, your 45-yard line, you get one yard, you win the game, it's over, versus punting and giving them a chance. I, I still go for it on fourth down, but I, I, thought the co- I, I didn't feel like they were outcoached is what I would say. What do you think about um, some of his, ti- when he's calling timeouts? I still don't have a lot I don't agree with all of them I mean I have a note down here that he took a timeout with 19 seconds left in the left in the second was that when they were trying to draw him off and then they end up punting it anyways I don't remember I don't either I don't either um, I don't think there's you, any noti- notable timeout well, I, I will I will say this he utilizes the timeout to see what the other team's going to come out with so they'll come out if, if it's a big play to end the half it's going to be a big play He'll he'll waste a time out to watch and see what they're lining up in, 
call a timeout, get to regroup the defense and, and take a look and say, hey, uh-oh, they got two receivers split out wide, you know, okay. And then it might force the, the opposing team to change their plan up a little bit. Was uh, Tampa Bay a, uh inferior opponent? Yes. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I think coming in, we would agree. Vegas agreed. And I think after watching everything said and done, yes. But we didn't play yeah. them well. Uh, yeah. We played I, them for half, half a game. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, they moved. a quarter and a half. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of times that if they would have finished what they had going, would have been a, a nicer score for sure. And I think that's what my criticism of the coaches is, Let's hear it. if we're going to have one, is that I think we took our foot off the gas for the second half. I think you got a cushy lead. You're up by two scores, and they kind of just settled. We talked about the punts already and stuff like that, but I think that, you know, there's nothing wrong with beating a team by 40 points. There really isn't. I'm not here for sportsmanship, honestly. Miami doesn't give a shit. Like, I, right. I agree. You I get, you get like, paid to play the game. No more we, sportsmanship. We want yeah. Kyle Allen in the game. For I good want, love Kyle yeah. Allen. Freaking Kyle Allen almost came up. in. He was warming up. <laughs> almost came in prematurely. Number yeah. nine. I'll tell yeah. you the caption on that graphic that I brought with said the Bills came out, scored on the first drive of the second half, and then said, yeah, we're good. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. how it felt, yeah. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like, And then it was just like, what What do we I think Mc, nothing left in that tank. It's almost like McDermott what? has that like appeal to him, right? Like he's the nice guy, the nice coach, that so he's not going to like Bill Belichick you and just stuff it down your throat. It's it's pretty much, hey, we're going to score. It's your job to stop us. But what are the what are the odds that what twice on fourth down we stop them, but they we we draw penalties and they get to extend that drive? I it's mean, the Buffalo way, or it's the NFL. It's the NFL. I, I, I think isn't there I, a conspiracy with that? I that think they're the, calling penalties I, for that? I mean, no, they were legit penalties. Yeah, they, that, they, they the weren't like... Was bad. The penalties are undisciplined. Is what I was thinking. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Phillips one with the face mask. Like like you were saying, I think before, you, you had him down. He was down. I think there was multiple Buffalo players yeah, around right. him. Like, you don't need to do that. And he, like, afterwards on the sideline, you saw that he, like, he knew what happened. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, John, like uh, Taron Johnson had, um, he had, once again, some more... Um, defensive holding or interference, whatever it was. And I think that leads to how, how he plays the game, which I, I agree aggressive is great, but you have to be smart aggressive, not do it all the time. You, you have to have better, maybe better mechanics in order to be less aggressive, I think, too, sometimes. So I, I think undisciplined is, is a kind of coaching, too. Yeah, and I was talking to somebody actually about, I'm glad you brought up Tyron Johnson, because I think that the, the tape is out on that guy. He's the guy in the end zone that people are going after and know that this guy is like a pass interference machine. <laughs> Go after him in the end zone. Right. It's been the past three weeks yeah. that he's yeah. been the guy at the center of, a, center of attention. The Giants, that whole thing at the end of the game was all him. Yeah. Well, Elam had the one, but then yeah. at the end, the questionable call was him. Last week, there was uh, they picked on him with uh, Gasecki or whatever his name is for New England, and then they got him again this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what the touchdown they scored was, where they were they had him like it was. I don't know if it was first and goal or uh, what it was. Godwin, he, Godwin. yeah, it, yeah, it made me mad because on yeah. on a play like that, a quick slant in the by the end zone there, if you have inside coverage, you just got to stay inside, mm-hmm. which I know is easier said than done, but. Like just stay inside. Like I, I feel like you said the same thing with Gasecki, the same exact play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of kind of frustrating to to see him make the same yeah. thing happen over and over again. I, I think Johnson 
I, I like Johnson a lot, and I, I think they even mentioned it last night about his 101-yard interception return in the playoffs against the Ravens a few years ago. I think like he, I like him a lot, but he's got to do something about the penalties, mm-hmm. 100%. Like you can't, you can't just, um, you can't just hold the guy to to not get. You have to have better mechanics, and like, most people are way bigger than him, so I understand that that's got to be kind of tough, but something's got to give. Yeah. And I don't know if this was brought up or not, so forgive me if it was. But and I know I'm I'm being a Friday morning quarterback at this point, or you know what I mean. Yep. That was offensive pass interference on Mike Evans on that touchdown. He got full extension of his left arm. I thought pushed, the same thing. Pushing off and made separation, and then of course went off the helmet and he caught it. But it was offensive pass interference that wasn't called too. So that's just my opinion. It changes nothing, means nothing. But yeah, you know. yeah, that's the same thing. Um, back to trade deadline talk. I know we mentioned two offensive players. What about going after some defensive players instead of offense? When hurt, they have cast or both now. or both. We, we didn't talk about was it was Dawkins yeah. got his contract re- Dawkins, rescheduled. Yeah. Dawkins did. And they're not and they're not doing that for for for, no. for nothing. No. So who, I, who? I think I think that honestly, if they lose that, they're not making the, these trades. But I, they could use help on defense. I know they contacted San Francisco about one of the linebackers. Yeah, and John Greenlaw, Lynch I think. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's good. Yeah, yeah we, we definitely well, they, need some linebackers. They said home. no, though. I think yeah. that yeah. was the thing. They, they yeah. Basically why, yeah, why would def- Why would San Francisco want to give up anybody? Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's one of the better linebackers there is. So, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, a friend of mine at uh, Modern in Blaisdell, if you're listening, uh, Brandon, uh, you like the Bills going after Sertain on Denver. Denver's good. They, there's no reason they shouldn't be huge sellers. So right, right. I mean that one would make sense. I just think that the Bills could use more help on defense than offense. I definitely agree with that. I think that we have the weapons on offense, and I don't know if it's just our use of them or or what's going on. But I don't. I'm definitely not concerned about our personnel on offense. Like everybody's talking about. Henry and Hopkins and, you know, bringing all these guys in on offense. And I'm like, I'm, I think that we have it on offense. Like, if you play the way you play against Miami, you can beat any team in this league. But you got to play that way. Defensively, all these injuries, it's going to take a toll. And I think it's starting to really build up. Like, you know, the, the first game after Jacksonville when we allowed um, the Giants, they really only scored, what, like, Nine, ten, points. nine points or ten points. And it's like, okay, you got those injuries and you're only allowing that. When we played New England, you know, it was, you know, more, but it wasn't that bad. Like, I was yeah. actually, like, pretty happy. If you would have told me how many points we score against New England, I'd be like, well, we got that game. We just played shitty on offense. And this week, even 18 points now is not that bad, but you're starting to see, like, okay, we're kind of giving it up now. And once we, we have a really hard part of the schedule starting to come up, and I'm concerned. I'm definitely concerned. We, do we agree we, they have to make a trade? Mm. If, if they go past this trade deadline and don't do anything, is that a loss? I mean, that just shows you the typical bills, that they just think oh, they, yeah. they got what they got, and that's, there's a roll with it. Had they lost against Tampa Bay, I would have been fine with it. Because I'm like, okay, we're going to pack this in. You know, and it, it, they're not going far. You know, you lose hey, if they game. if they lost that game, were you going to retire from the podcast early? Yes. Oh shit. No, I'm only kidding. No, I would have been fine because it is it is not it's depressing, but it is more fodder when they do lose because you can just tee off. But I mean, the fact they won, they're 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 there. They're a game behind Miami with Miami's got. They're going to play, but um, I don't know. I I, I think 
it doesn't send the, the white flag of surrender if they don't do something, but I think you, you said it right. I'm like, they did the Dawkins thing for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you, I mean, do you think that if they bring in a rumored uh, Derrick Henry that all of a sudden the Bills are going to become uh, a, a, a running powerhouse? No. 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 Because uh, the, the, like, Henry's good, but for, he's a little older, and the offensive line isn't that great. Well, I'm going I'm I'm to say yes, and I'm going to tell you why. That guy's a beast. If he stays healthy, he's single-handedly almost got Tennessee in the playoffs multiple seasons going back maybe two or three years. But what have we argued? We've argued that they don't commit to the running game. You're going to be forced to commit to the running game. And what does that do to your receiver core? It opens them up. That's what I say. It opens them up. That's what I say, But the first first half had, had, I think, the right blend, though. They ran it when they... It was almost like they knew when they needed to run it, and they did. And Cook is Cookie Monster getting like seven, nine yards of carry. Kyle, let me ask you something. Yes, name me the last trade deadline splash the Buffalo Bills have made. I'm talking home run splint digs. It wasn't a deadline trade. Yeah, that was that was off season. Yeah, that was off season. I'm talking about trade deadline. Never. I can't recall. Never. Can anyone well, I recall? That's the problem. That's the I, problem. I mean, right. I mean, you you got to shake a little bit of your history a little bit. That's because the Bills have never been and, really in a position that they are one player away I, from winning true, the big dance. True, and I right? don't feel, I don't feel they're one player away. But you know what? At some some point in time, you got to take a shot. You, you got to go for it. Yeah. And I talk about Jards and Pizza. I, I'm, I was seduced by their by their history and their track. The Bills are a conservative football team I, culture I'm or organization. By what McCaffrey did with the 49ers mm-hmm. last year with the third string quarterback. I, I, yeah, I, but he, I th- wasn't that the, changed that whole team. But but they were that's the what they were missing. They were missing that one guy though. They, they had a stud defense. They were down to their third quarter. And look at they got another Tom Brady. Freaking Christ! I mean, how lucky are they? I don't know if Purdy's really Tom Brady. No, but I'm just saying you look got a guy. You, out, now no, they lost no, no, no. Sorry, it could have been anybody. It was whoever the 199th pick was, or whatever he was, 197. To turn into that, Brock Purdy was what round was he? Seven. He was yeah. Mr. Mr. Relevant. Yeah, yeah. So and and he's turning into a starter, and he won a hand, what nine straight starts. Well, and to <sighs> to support your argument with CMC, he scored a, a scrimmage touchdown, passing or running, every single game this year. I think fifteen in a row. Yeah, but that's, that's stud. That's crazy. And I, and you mentioned him, and I want nothing to do with DeAndre Hopkins. Oh no, two years, twenty five million dollars for him. Oh no way, he's not worth the money. But what also, about Julio Jones? That uh, no. whoever just picked him up. I, I don't. I don't want him either. I'd rather see uh, an Adams come in, but I don't think they're trading him. Really after right. after last night, though, is it, do you really need to get rid of Davis anymore? One one game doesn't prove anything. He had a great game, but he has not shown consistently that he can. He had the great game against he Kansas has one City. Game so, okay, so my right, my argument with that, I'm a Davis guy. You know that. Oh yeah. My argument is Josh doesn't give him enough of the ball to prove that he's not. He's valid, valid on this team. He's not coming down with the passes like Diggs is. Diggs, right. They're sticking to his gloves. And, for Diggs. and, and I'll, I'll back you up, too. I'm a Davis supporter, but he has made some huge drops over the years. Like, big, the Minnesota game here. So is freaking Dawson Knox. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I, I don't know if I mentioned this, so forgive me if I did, but the difference between Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid is Dawson Knox, he took him a while to get going, a couple seasons, really. Well, he then he went to, like, the eye specialist or something to help him fix his vision because he was struggling catching the balls. And, look, now he's got wrists that don't catch the I ball. Think, I think it was hand-eye. <laughs> Coordination, some, yeah. some kind of specialist for hand-eye yeah. coordination. Yeah. But, but look at Kincaid. Kincaid's a stud, natural ball player. I don't want to say it out loud because I'll jinx, but he doesn't drop anything. You know, it's crazy. He, if it's near his hands, he will catch it. 
Well, that's what they say about Devontae Adams and Diggs, right? They have this large catching circumference. You put it in an area, they're catching the ball. You yeah. get you get any of those guys, Henry. I, I think Davis Devontae though Adams. needs he needed confidence because you guys were talking shit about him on the podcast. And Josh fed him the ball, fed him the ball, fed him the ball, and I think he he came to play last night. No, well, you're smiling. I, Come I, on, I, I just, it's Tampa Come Bay. On. You know what? If he had, lo- right. he had loose coverage, he's not the number one target. Okay, so he's it's Tampa not- Bay, but Diggs struggled last night against I, Tampa I, I, Bay. I understand, but if you're going to put your best on Diggs for 60 minutes, and you're not going to put your best corner or safety whatever on, of course you're going to get a, an easy matchup. You're going to look good. Well, and that's what we need to do every single week. Right, though. right, right. Like, that's what's supposed to be. Like Diggs is the double covered guy. Right. Like you need a supporting cast that's going to get the ball, catch the ball and produce. Like Diggs right. doesn't need 120 yards a game no. when you have other guys getting 90, 75 and spreading out the touchdowns. But like that's what we should be. That's why I, that's why I say that I'm not really concerned about like the weapons that we have. I think that Davis can be that guy. I think Kincaid can be that guy. I think that you know, these other receivers are can be there. It's like you got to feed them, though. I, f- I, feel like, uh, I feel like Davis has the Ryan Miller syndrome, where Ryan Miller used to let Hockey in. Reference. He, he would let in the easiest five-hole goal ever, Sidney Crosby in the Olympics. But, um, you know, whereas he'll, he'll make an amazing save. He'll stand on his head, whatever. Whereas Davis does the same thing with catches. Like a few years ago against the Colts in the playoffs, he had two catches on the sidelines. I have no idea how he did it. He makes these crazy catches, but yet the, they put the ball in the, between the numbers, between the one and the three, and he drops it mm-hmm. consistently. I think that's the difference between so, uh, Gabe Davis and um, Diggs is you, yeah. you know the reliability is there with Diggs. You're, you feel comfortable that 90% of the time he's going to actually come down with the ball. Yeah. You don't feel like that with Gabe Davis. Not yet, at least. He has not earned that sort of trust within the yeah. fan base that, okay, he, he, we, we believe he's a legitimate number two. I don't know if the league views him as a number two. I just don't think he, he has enough consistency to, to, own, to wear that title. We're going to find out at the end of the season. I he's think a free so. agent, so we're going to find out whatever he thinks of him. What do you think about, uh, now you guys talked that Cook is not the premier back yet? I love him. I love Cook. I, I, I love Cook 100%. I didn't say I didn't love him. I just don't know that he's a premier back like a Derrick Henry. You know, I don't think he's quite the guy that's going to carry your entire game. I don't think we're there yet. He's got a de- he he's, can be. He's got a got a he has to have a decent yards per carry. Yeah, but he's one dimensional. Like, well, how so? Because I, they don't throw it to him enough? No, no, I, I think... Because knock on wood, that dude's got good hands I, right I, now. I think that they're missing out on the fact that he's not running kind of a la Thurman Thomas out for five yards. Let, let me show you what I can do once I'm in open field. He, where, where you have Henry, which is a, a pure bowl, I, I don't think Cooks is going to get you on third and three. I, I'm not confident that he can actually get you those power yards you need. I'm see, just, see that, that's what leads to what I was thinking is that Henry is different. Like, I don't think he would work in our offense as well. I think it's completely different back than what Cook is, and I think that Cook just hasn't gotten there quite yet. So I think, I think, I think I'm fine with people on, on offense. I think, we, we, I think Kyle brought it up the best is we need somebody on defense big time. Mm-hmm. I think that we need help in, like, in, right in the middle, middle linebacker. Uh, Bernard's doing great. We need some help, help a linebacker in the middle. Of the oh, game. absolutely, linebacker for sure. Yeah, but, and I don't think that the league really – 
I don't think like premier running backs is really a big thing in the league anymore. No, it's look at these by committee, right? Like Henry is getting older, and I don't think that teams are really scared of him as much as they used to be. Like his best years are definitely behind him. Look at Zeke Elliott. I mean, right, he's right. right. Do we have the line though for a Derrick Henry though? No, no, we don't. I don't think. I, I think I think our line does better with uh, with run blocking than pass blocking, um, but I, I don't think you know our, our line as a whole isn't isn't all that great. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think it's consistently good enough. For they a guy they did like well that. last night. Last night was, oh, absolutely. was a decent game for them. But was was the Tampa Bay defensive line superior, or like inferior? Yeah, not to the New York Jets. The right, New York right. Jets. That's a that's a different line. Oh, we got another call coming in here. Well, I mean, let's pick up the phone, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, if you. Hey, this is Zabil's podcast. Who's this? It's it's Rob. Hey Hi. Rob, welcome to the Zod Bills podcast. Where are you calling from tonight? Uh, I'm actually in Eastern New York tonight, but I listen to you guys on Spotify all the time. Oh well, thank you so much. We do appreciate our our fans calling in. Um, did you watch the Bills game last night? Um, I only watched a little bit here and there. I didn't get to to, to watch most of it. I actually, follow you guys more for the pizza. <laughs> Oh, wow. A pizza fan. Excellent. You picked a great week to call in, though, because we had some heavy hitters today. We had some wood-fired pizzas uh, battling head-to-head tonight. It's funny that you say heavy hitters because they weren't heavy at all. No, they were the lightest pizzas we've had so far. (laughs) The lightest. Lightest, yeah. But nationally recognized pizza. Yeah, nationally recognized. Um, Do you you have a question for us or concern or comment or anything? We'll take pizza questions. No, I'm calling to, to stand up for Domino's because you guys railroaded them a few weeks ago. <laughs> Wait, how do I hang up on this call? Is that, no. Is that, is that, okay, tell, okay, uh, uh, 30 seconds. 30, win us over. Win us over so that we Prove us wrong. Go, you got 30 seconds. I want your best sales pitch for Domino's. I want, I want this to be a 30-second primetime ad quality sales pitch. Oh. 30 seconds on the All clock. Right. Let me hear what you got. Go. The truth is, you never order Domino's without a coupon. So that was mistake number <laughs> Mistake number two. You never order that thin crust. No one likes that. I'm guilty of that. It's supposed to be hand-tossed. I'm guilty. So you basically got a $30 cracker with some sauce on it. Yes, we agree with that, dude. Rob, so, I, I want to – oh, keep going, keep going. You still got time. I, wanna, I think uh, Domino's, Domino's got a bad rap for you guys. The banana peppers and some other toppings on it, hand-tossed, it's much better than you guys give it. Oh, hey. All right, okay, all right. Rob, so ride the taste of the pizza behind uh, some spicy peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, where you are, you have to have a Pizza Hut out there, right? The only place that doesn't have Pizza Huts is Western New York. We've chased them all there, out. There's only a couple, and uh, – the, the days of the uh, hand pizza, meat lovers, lunch, those are well regarded back in the day. You could go and stuff, Ugh, stuff yourself for about what, $7 of pizza. What, 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 would right? you, what would you choose, Domino's or Pizza Hut? If we were, if we were to sit there and, and look at and take your advice and, and maybe, maybe give them a fair shake and try a different Domino's pizza, but if we stack them up against Pizza Hut, who are you taking right now? I haven't had a Pizza Hut in... 15 oh, years. Come on. Just, you remember what it was, the, the book at club. You know what it was like when you, <laughs> when you read that 100th book and you got a, a personal pan That's pizza. true. What That's are you, true. Right now, I want, your, I want your Domino's V Pizza Hut. What are you taking? Which one are you, you going to vote for right now based on your, your childhood memory? Uh, 
I listen. I go for Domino's. Okay. I, I gotta wow. Tell you. He might. He might be talking I, us into something. We might have to get him back on the podcast. Give him another shot. Well, like I said, the way I order it, I get sausage, I get onions, I get uh, banana peppers. I I order it properly. I get it with the hand sauce. I use a coupon. It costs me eight ninety five. I don't know how you guys Damn, go we, we look at value. Ten, that would have saved me ten bucks. We look at value. I will tell you guys, right? There that's is, good value. There is a Pizza Hut in Western New York. It's yes. on Transit Road, out behind the Galleria Mall. So All right, let's do it. There's another one by the right, uh, so airport. Listen, okay. I'm keeping I'm keeping track of the winners because I do frequent the area, and when I get out there, I need to go and, and try not the chain ones, but yep. but the ones that you guys recommend. Uh, you guys, we don't have cup and char here. <laughs> it's not popular, so that's like a Buffalo thing or yeah. Western New York thing. Yeah. So I got to get some of that and. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not more of a football guy. I'm more of a hockey guy. Oh, so let's hear your hockey guy. Day. Oh, oh, Sean, sorry. did you hear this? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the that? Guy. Oh, man, you have excellent taste. I'm starting to question. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not only now that I know you're a Bruins fan, now I'm going to, I think I might go get Domino's at the end of this podcast now. <laughs> Good for you. You got excellent taste in hockey. Superb. Yeah, so I was hoping to be in Buffalo uh, for the 14th. Yes, Boston. The Bruins get to. They Boston only, comes to town, right? But right. Uh, I will be traveling for work, so I'll be watching oh, it on my phone or listening yes, to it. Uh, I think they actually go there again in the new year. Yes, yeah. Uh, but they only play in Boston once. One time, so. they only play the Sabers three times this season. Uh, January one, I think. I think January one might be maybe not January one, but it's early January. They're done with the Buffalo Sabers, so three right. games against them. So you them. podcasters can. The Sabers make the playoffs. Yes, yes, absolutely. They have they missed to. it by one point last year, I think. Yeah, they, they picked up. Listen, listen. I, I'm I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, but I yeah. Let know. the Saber fans take over. You I, take a seat no, for a second. I'm just gonna tell you the answer is no. They're not going to make the playoffs oh, this year. Stop. Listen, they're, I did. They're going I did. to disappoint you even more. They're actually going to take a step back. They're going to ruin Devin Levi. They're they're. <sighs> Their goaltending is still a question mark, and it's almost... Turn his mic off. Turn his mic off. I can turn his mic off. (laughs) The goaltending's been pretty good for the start of the season, especially without Levi. He's been the worst goaltender we've had out of the three. The only thing I will say is that the Sabres made zero moves in the forwards. They made some defensive changes. The defense is kind of not playing, I think, to where they need to be. Uh, Comrie and Ukapekalukanen have been playing okay, and I heard Devin Levi's hurt right now. Right. So Rob. I think I think Devin Levi should probably go down to the uh, American League for a couple games. And let Conry, sorry. Let me, I'm talking I'm here. I'm sorry. I gotta, Jesus. Uh, let me update this fan base that oh I'm surrounded God. by with the table. Right now, number one is the Bruins with 22 points, uh, or 13 points. Then Detroit, 22. Maple Leafs, Lightning, Canadians. Sabers aren't even on the page in terms of standings right now. Who is the host of this show? God. <laughs> oh, oh, I apologize. They, they're they're on the page. They show up dead last in our division. So how many games do they play in the NHL season? Uh, Eighty-two. And right how now. many games have they Maryland played? Seven. Five. Seven. Yeah. Seven. So we're less than ten percent of the season. Dead last. And division. we are tied with New Jersey two-two right now. Yep. Oh. Oh. Seven shit. minutes left yep. in a second. I could put right. that on in a minute. Bruins fan. How'd you become a Bruins fan, sir? Probably worked in the area, and uh, Ray Bork, Cam Neely. The yep. Adam, Oates, Adam Oates. Absolutely. Adam Oates went to RPI. So That's right. So I've, I, have, I have a question for you Bruins fans. Yeah. This okay. is going way back. I love this, by the way. No, 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 no. no. no this <laughs> You're is in actually, your heyday. This is kind of a... Whoops. Are you familiar with the name Terry O'Reilly? 
The Tasmanian Devil? Sure. Number 24, retired my, Boston Bruin yeah. in the jerseys and the rafters? That's my mother's cousin. Yeah. Oh. And when Lindy Ruff got the job for yes. the Sabres head coach, it came down to two people. No kidding. Lindy Ruff and Terry O'Reilly. And they went wow. with Lindy Ruff. And I was so mad because imagine the tickets we would have had. <laughs> well, oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, thi- I think the immortal Buffalo Sabre um, video is, is watching, is it, is it Lindy and Terry O'Reilly? fighting and they bust through the actual Zamboni, the Zamboni doors, doors and they, they fight yep. in the, not in the crowd, but in the, inside in, the arena yep. part. Yep. It's, it's one of those iconic Buffalo Boston yep. moments. But I'm still a Sabres fan. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be close. It'll be close this year, I think. So Rob, are you coming in for the game or are are, are I forgot. Are you going to be out of town? I cannot make the 14th, but I'm hoping to be out there for the other one. Like I said, I know it's in 2024, but I, I had on the schedule. In oh, front of maybe me. maybe I'll entertain but, going to that game. Right, I was I was there for the last Buffalo Saber home game against Boston, where the Bruins put up a, a touchdown in, <laughs> in a shutout, seven nothing. <laughs> Ouch! And uh, I I mean it was it was beautiful. It was so, it was so great. I, I can't remember if it was seven nothing or eight nothing, but they they put a beating on Buffalo like you wouldn't believe. Rob, you you said you're from uh, Eastern New York, correct? I am. I uh, saw a Dave Portnoy video of him reviewing a place. I want to say it was called DeFazio's. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Have you ever had that pizza? It looks really good on on his videos. Uh, they are an Italian deli here. They're 10 minutes from my house. My son ordered uh, probably a dozen pies today for his school. Um, they have it all. They have cheese. They have meat. They have... Uh, they have vegan, they have gluten-free, they have it all. Oh. It's perennial top three pizzas in the area. Uh, it's very good. What's your, what's it's your, very t- good. what's your, like, uh, top three out there? It's not my favorite. Not it's your not favorite. favorite? Why is it not your favorite? Um, you know, I like a little more dough in the crust. Oh, he likes to, um, he likes the buffalo thick pizza, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh. The other one, uh, you know, uh, they probably is uh, the leader in the area is Kay's Pizza. Uh, Kay's Pizza is a seasonal place on a small lake. They're only open from April till October. Wow. And it's packed every night. What lake is this on? What lake is it on? It is on Burden Lake, Hmm. uh, which is in eastern New York, not far from the Massachusetts border. Oh, okay. Uh, small little lake, you know, you can only have little, you know, putt putts or kayaks or whatever. But, uh, funny part about case pizza is every year the lake would flood and, and the water would enter the establishment. It's been there since the fifties. So no two boards in the floor are level. So if you like walk up to the bar, it's like going up a invert skate ramp to try to go up and, uh, there's no fixing it. Uh, that's part of the charm yeah. waiting outside. Yep. The whole nine yards. So, so Kay's Pizza, DeFazio's Pizza, and now we have a new one in the area that I think they also reviewed uh, is Romo's Pizza, which is on Glenmont, New York. The guy won some sort of Napoli Pizza Maker Award uh, for his pizzas, and so that's a that's a pie that I got to try as well. Um, and then obviously you have all the chain stuff and. Uh, you pizza guys probably know, but the one thing we're missing in New York and I'm about to go to an area where they have them 
is Marco's Pizza. And if you don't know Marco's Pizza, you guys are missing out. That's like the up and coming chain for the U.S. by far. So everywhere you see Domino's and the Papa John's and they're going to get replaced with Marcos. So you follow the tradition of Western New York where we have just beautiful, you know, private, you know, pizza places that aren't chains where you could try three, four, five, six different locations and, and be satisfied. You, you, it's not just chains out there on the Eastern side of West, of New York, correct? Yeah. I mean, we, we have them. I'm not really a big Papa John guy. Right. I don't, I don't care for their pies. Um, you know, uh, what's the other one? Little Caesars, never yes. liked theirs. Definitely not a, a Detroit-style pizza, any of that. I'm not a square pizza guy. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> I saw you guys had a square pizza. You guys had a round pizza, but you cut it into weird squares. Like <laughs> My geometry, OCD, was going crazy See, the way they cut it. There, there you go. I hear you. All right, that was... Why would you take a round pizza and then cut it into squares? To, to be I honest, we did not cut it like that. That's how we got it. I know. I know. <laughs> who was that? Pe- I forget. So, who was that? I don't I, remember. Continue. Sorry. So those are the big pressing hockey questions. Can Buffalo make it up and oust somebody? Are they going to get over Tampa? Are they going to get over Boston? Are they going to get over Toronto and make the playoffs? And can Boston, with all of their playoff failure last year and retirements, continue and make the playoffs? Off Ooh. to a hot start. They... Yeah. one up last night. Yeah, that that was that. I, I almost lost my mind because I had sent a text out saying I my son, my youngest son, had his birthday party. It was his birthday yesterday. I had the I had a birthday party. I had the Bruins game against Anaheim, and I had the Bills, and the Bruins cough it up with four minutes with less than four minutes to go. They're up three one. They cough it up. They lose it over time. And I'm like, well, people want to know why you're breaking things at the birthday party. I was just throwing a cake across the kitchen floor. And, uh, and then I'm like, well, at least I got the bills and the bills are up 14. They're going to win this one. And all of a sudden that last play at the end, I'm, I, and I'm about to lose my mind. I'm waiting for the flag. I'm waiting for last play. This is the third time we're going to have like a, a final play on the bills. One yard line. They're going to lose and, I, and The Bruins lose and, and they collapse. The bills collapse. I would have thrown the birthday cake across the floor. I would have. I would have thrown it right across the room if if they, if the Bills had coughed up that game too. So are you going to answer his question though? The, uh, the Sabers are not going. No, to No, no, no. Oh, the Bruins. The Bruins. The Bruins. You know what? Uh, I, are oh, they going to replicate wow. their record-setting season? Well, they're six zero in one, so they 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 have the the best record as a franchise they've ever started with. So that being said, their schedule strength of schedule has been very light. They've only beat one team that's that made the playoffs last year. I think it's a little smoke and mirrors. I think they'll make the playoffs, but next year's the year they take a jump. Because frankly speaking, they're they're four million behind the cap because they got to pay overage on Bergeron and Krejci, and uh, the, the cap's going to go up four, four and a half, five million years next year. So you're starting with nine extra million dollars to bring in someone you want to, plus all the guys they signed the one year contracts. They have an opportunity to remake their team next year. And uh, hey, if they get in the playoffs and make some noise, they're certainly capable. But um, eight starters. You lose eight starters out of a, a roster of 20. But their defense and goaltending is superior. They're, they have the best defense and goaltending, I think, in the league. But defense wins right. that man knows his. That man knows his pizza and his Bruins facts and the, the fact that we're dealing with a hard salary cap. Yes, sir. He brings the figures. Absolutely. He, he knows his Bruins. Yep. Rob, you, there you go. You call this podcast anytime, buddy. Like <laughs> you, you've got the pizza, you've got the quality hockey talk, you've got the football. I love it, man. It's fantastic. Well, what do you think the Bruins are going to do this year, Rob? Uh, 
Well, um, I'm obviously we're all disappointed about the retirements, but that's how life goes. I don't really really care, actually. I don't care at all. Bergeron has torched you for for almost 20 years, so I I can understand being a lady. You lose Hall of Famers. It's, yeah, yeah, so that's tough. Um, It is true they're doing it. They started with a weak schedule. They played some teams that aren't great, and they won those games. That's what you got to do, even when you're on the road. Right. Last night was not surprising. First game back on the road trip, you're tired. They look gassed at the end. Uh, made some mistakes and give a game away, but they still get a point. Right. Um, so you take that for what it's worth. You're going to start playing the tougher teams. You're going to be playing Toronto's and Tampa's and um, Minnesota's and you know the metros. The metro stack for sure. Carolina. You know the Islanders are good. The Rangers are good. Next, next two. Will so count. you're going to have to battle, and you're going to have to win a lot of two to one games. Yes. Defense got to keep them in there. They got to find some goals somewhere. Next uh, to this kid is good. You, uh, I'm going to butcher his name. You talk about the center. Uh, oh God, uh, Patra- Patra. Patra. Yeah, Patra. Yeah, he yeah. he looks like Bergeron reincarnate. To be honest with you, I've I've yeah. said some of his praises. He's got he might be the oh. leading goal scorer with three this season. Um, he he does. He, oh my God, what a shot in an arm uh, a player like that gives you if he can be consistent. So you got to win games and have the goalie steal some. Yep. You got to stay healthy. Um, you can't make dumb mistakes. Can, can you remind uh, me? Real you quick? know, wait, Rob. I want to interrupt you. Can you remind me real quick who the starting Boston Bruin goaltender is? Is that Jonas Allmark? Sure. Yes, Linus Allmark. Oh. Wait, can you tell me who he played for before he played for the Bruins and won a Vesna Trophy? Jesus, Sean. Mm, Buffalo. That's correct. <laughs> you, absolutely, they did a great job. Do I will order in the pizza. You do. Well, we're going to send you, you a slice of our, of our best pizza with our, our Zah Bill sticker. It's coming your way. Well, we're going to open a half-baked half right? pizza. Uh, we'll send you a DePaul pizza a, right a, from Sean. A, a, a wafer-thin wafer cracker Domino's, Domino's pizza. Yeah. dollars Yes, misordered Domino's pizza. Right. You know, the Sabres and the Bills are, especially the Sabres, I believe, are a great stepping stone for players coming in, and then they ship them out, and they become Hall of Famers. Pierre Turgeon, um, well, just look Allmark. Recent, just look at recently. You had you had two former Sabres in the Stanley Cup Finals, Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhart. Oh, uh, apparently Eichel, or Reinhart, is playing out of his mind right now. Yep. He's, he's, got, he's on my fantasy hockey team. Oh, my God. Leading goal scorer. Well, it's a contract year, too. Robert, Robert Leonard won a Vesna 2, uh, won a Stanley uh, Cup yep, in Vegas. Yep. Um, if you play in Buffalo, it's it's the curse. You, you're, if you played in Buffalo, you don't win a Stanley Cup unless you have a former Buffalo Sabre on your team. Terry O'Reilly. Last five, Terry years. O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly yep. did it to me, killed me. Your, your Sabres cost me a Stanley Cup, just so you know that. I'm yelling at Kyle, Rob. I'm not yelling at you. That's they cool. cost me a Stanley Cup. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't cost you shit. You cost me. The Buffalo Sabres cost me a I Stanley blame Cup. the GM before Kevin Adams. That's who I blame. Who was that? Tim Murray? Who was before him? Before Adams? Was it Tim Murray? Yeah, or it was no? Murray. It was Murray. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. That guy's a jerk. You know, this, is, this has been a good segment, but all I've heard in my head the whole time was go Sabres. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard the Sabre dance just going round and round yeah. and round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's, I forgot the artist who sings dream, 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 dream. <laughs> Sean, wow. are, Sean are you going to the November 14th Bruins-Sabres game? I don't know if I've 
I don't think I have tickets for that game. I'm not sure I'm going to that one. Maybe we no. should bring the, the podcast to the, we, uh, we the arena. We, I think it would be great. Well, I, I, will I say, have jerseys for all of you to wear, I mean, to be honest with you. <laughs> Fun fact Never. about that game, I'll be there. Oh, Oh, uh, Dylan Barker will be goaltending for the uh, Buffalo Red Dogs intermission. Excellent. So. That, what, what, that's fantastic. Yeah. That is fan- that's a lot of pressure on that ice, but I think he's yeah. going to do great. He's going to yeah. be great. Hey, Rob, next time you come to Buffalo, if you have a day and a couple hours to burn, we should do a Zob Bills podcast. You can be our out-of-town guest, and we'll do a, uh, a chicken wing tour. Oh, that's good. We'll hit up uh, five places. We'll order 30 wings from each place. Everybody will have two to four wings a place or how many you think you can, you know, muscle down throughout the day. And then do we we'll, get a, do we get like a free gift card from the, from the chiropractor person or whatever that sponsors? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bet. One, yeah. Dr. Doug. One free back cracking. Yeah. You can probably get a free adjustment while you're here after you have a bunch of wings. Right. Yeah. Doug's a chiropractic. Yeah. He'll, uh, he makes good adjustments. Unlike the bills. We'll tow your vehicle if not. Right. Well, listen, yeah. you guys have been busy tonight. You guys are, I'm just going to hit you with one more update. Sabres and Devils tonight. And uh, ex-Boston Bruin, who I was sad to see go, Connor Clifton, defenseman for the Sabres now, ejected. <laughs> illegal hit to the head tonight. Cliff, Cliff, oh, hockey. Yeah, yeah. Cliff hockey is back in Buffalo all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kind of caught the guy in the, on the jaw, and that was the end of that. So, oh, oops. 3 3 after two periods. And when I get done with you guys and close up the house for the night, I'm going to turn on and watch the third period and see what happens. Nice. Yes, sir. The next two games Boston plays, we'll let you go, Rob. Thank you so much for your time and your questions and your comments. They've been fantastic. All right, guys. Yeah. I enjoy it. Keep it coming. I'll get the. I'll get the upload notification on my Spotify, and uh, whenever I'm traveling, I give a listen. It's pretty funny stuff. So Outstanding. Keep it going. I All appreciate right. it. All right. Thanks for the call, sir. Go see him. All right, guys. All right. Yep, bye. bye. It's a reminder. You, wow. You stop wow. fans out there. If you want to reach us, man, you might just find yourself on a chicken wing tour. <laughs> I, I, okay, so I had that in my notes a couple weeks ago. A buddy of mine who I played high school football with for five years, he came out here. He is a head coach. He's playing tonight in the playoffs. He coaches for Fonda Fultonville, um, which is out in the middle of nowhere, um, in Section 2, Class C, I believe he is. Yes. And he came out with four other coaches. They had this idea of, hey, let's hit up five fantastic wing joints, and then we're going to do a review at the end, see what we think. So they went to Gabriel's Gate. They went to Anchor Bar downtown. They went to Duff's on Sheridan, Wing Nuts at Froth on Military, and then we finished up at... Bar Bill North and Clarence. I had a previous engagement that I was busy, so I met him at Duff, so I missed the first two. I've never been to Gabriel's Gate. I was okay with missing Anchor Bar downtown. I'm not an Anchor Bar fan. I think there's much better places. We went, so Duff's was absolutely amazing. I like wing nuts. A lot of friends of mine do not care for wing nuts. I like wing nuts because it's a slightly different wing. It's got like a batter type of breading. I wouldn't say breading. It's kind of a batter, but the wings are huge. I do like their sauce. It's they're sloppy. Everyone knows I like sloppy food. Uh, they're twenty dollars for five wings. Twenty dollars for ten. <laughs> twenty for ten. Twenty for ten. Pricing was pretty uniform everywhere we went. Uh, then um, we went to where the hell did we go? Barbell. Barbell. Uh, different sauce. Clarence, right? Yeah, Clarence. Different sauce. A little bit of a sweeter buffalo sauce. Still a good wing. Um, but from that day, Wingnuts is in a different category. I like Wingnuts. But from that day, I think Duff's 
was the best. I'm going to Gabriel's Gate on Saturday night. It's good. It's good. Um, so do they have beef on whack there too? Haven't been there in probably. years, but probably, probably, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go there. I think it would be fun for the Zodbill podcast to do something like that. We, we find a day. We can hit a couple spots, 9-11 Tavern, Elmo's, mm-hmm. blah, 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 a couple other spots. Regroup the next day or whatever. We can awesome. go through and add it to a pizza review or something like that. I just think it would be fun to go around and hit up a, a joint here, joint there, and do it in like five hours or whatever it would take, and sure. 30 wings and you're out. So. Okay, uh, we had some great guests call in. Um, anybody have comments or concerns that we did not hit on for the Bills game? I was impressed with the first half. I thought they came out with a different scheme. It seemed to work. I missed the fourth quarter, so I don't know how. It sounds like they kind of imploded on themselves um, with penalties and whatever else. I liked Cook. I liked Davis, Kincaid, Josh looked better. I liked how he was running. Why don't we do a scale one through ten real quick? How concerned are you about Josh Allen's health? We'll start with okay. Then I, I'm how glad does you said scale that. Run. So they talked about on the podcast how somebody wanted him to high five at Ooh. the game, Josh uh-huh. Allen. I heard, oh, I heard that on the broadcast, and he, and he did not raise his arm above his shoulder. That was when Kincaid scored. Yeah, but on the scramble play, I thought he hurt his ankle, but then he gets up and he's doing his shoulders. So I'm wondering if it wasn't his ankle, but it was really his upper body i just it's think he, he like a lot of them are just banged up at this point and this 10 day mini buy is perfect timing timely, yeah so what are you what, what zero to ten how concerned are you with josh yes uh a one not concerned at all no okay no because after the, he went down he was slinging the ball faster and harder than he was yeah. you know what i mean like it's not i mean the guy is a beast the only person He's that was a, excited to see kyle allen warm was, up was, was me I know. Um, I, I think. I think you weren't I nervous think, at all when I he's wasn't tr- nervous at that all. That was before halftime. He sprinted. He sprinted what? to the tent. Josh sprinted back out. He he didn't miss a play at all. But where are you, Denny? I'm, of- I'm about a five, five okay. or six. Um, oh, I, I think I think that I mean I'm worried about it, but I also feel like you, you can't hold him back anymore. I think we we gave him a, what four or five games to hold him back and all that stuff for saving for the playoffs. We proved that that's not going to work most games. He still got hurt. Yeah, he still got he hurt. Still got hurt. So I feel like you, you kind of live by him and die by him, right? So like every every time that he does any kind of run, you kind of hold your breath a little bit. But I, I think you gotta you still got him trot about there, you know. He makes me ner- more nervous when he's reaching back to I launch know. it downfield yeah. than he does when he's scrambling. But that's your yeah. job. I mean, you throw the ball. I mean, he he throws and runs, but I mean that's your that's your job. You got to get that arm back. And that's, but you didn't really notice this game. Like really, no home run throws that I can even didn't need remember. it. Yeah, I didn't, didn't need it. Right? Didn't need it, but maybe didn't. He maybe, maybe intentional. Maybe he couldn't. Is yeah. what you're, Okay. Yeah. Mike, where are you? In terms I'm of, probably a two three. Okay. I, I'm more concerned with his long term health than I am the yeah. immediate short term. Um, but and one of my notes to that I was going to say at the end was a running Josh Allen makes us a different team. Absolutely. Period. So X factor. He needs to be using his feet, plain and simple. Um, Another thing, too, before we let you guys continue is you can cut this out if you want, but my probably buddy, not. My buddy owns a law firm, and I text him and asked him for the for four seats to the December 27th Bruins game. And he wrote back and said, if they're there, they're yours. So, wow. So he's going to check on that. <laughs> wow. The office Monday, I'll throw them your guys' way. You guys take wherever you want. Hey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Huge. They're good seats, too. Wow. Wow. Hey, hey, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, you don't live that far away anyways. And you have a you have a good take, so we got we always have a seat, so you'll get the text every week. All right. I know your schedule's busy and it's insane. 
You know, the next three games, what, two more games are prime times, uh, Sunday, Monday, so we'll probably try Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then we've got three or four Sunday 430s, maybe split, split them, or maybe on Monday. We'll see. We don't see a 1 o'clock game for we'll a while. We'll see. Uh, After Christmas, yeah. yeah. It's the second to last game, I believe, sure. against the Patriots, probably, probably Patriots. And then the Dolphins game will be flexed if there's playoff implications. And I'm sure that's going to be prime time, those two teams, unless they fall off the map. Who do you think's who? Who's got a better chance of falling off the map? Bills. Bills. Yeah. Bills. Yeah. What? One last thing. This is just a proud, proud dad moment. My oldest just sent me a picture. She ordered her first drink in public. Yeah. All right. Hey. All right. Oh, dad, that's definitely not her first. Speaking of <laughs> first legal drink in public. <laughs> Trust me, I know she's my kid. Spe- speaking of twenty-one, do you do you remember? If you did anything fun when you turned 21, Sean? Uh, the entire crew, my family, and my friends all got together at Caputis of all places, right where, right next door where Candy's is, or Candy's Pizza is right there. I had my first drink, which was a whiskey slash amaretto sour. Oh, God. And it was, I, you know. I remember dabbled, that. They dabbled here and there, but that was like my first legal drink, and I remember that one. And my teeth, my teeth actually hurt that bad. It was so damn sweet. Dennis, do you remember your 21st? I, I do, I do. I had many before my twenty first, but I, I definitely remember the 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 twenty first for sure. It was uh, it was a good night D- dinner at uh, Blackthorn, uh, oh. staple of the South Buffalo there, Seneca Street. Yep, Seneca Street, South Buffalo. Yep. yep. And then uh, I forgot the bar where everything kind of happened, but uh, I think that means it was a good twenty first birthday, right? I would say so, <laughs> Mike. It was too long ago. All right, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. <laughs> Brendan, that wasn't that far for you. I, <laughs> Youngest one here. I actually, my 21st birthday, we didn't go to a bar. We had a party at friend's house that was thrown for me. It was kind of like a surprise party type deal, and uh, we didn't even go out. Yeah. <laughs> Just like somebody who was not 21 got the beer, and, and uh, yeah, it was a surprise party. I don't even remember my first legal drink in a bar was. Kind of I, I think I'm more boring than that. I don't even know what I did. I don't, I'll have to get back to you on that. Caputis, uh, you were there, and you were there for my bachelor party. <laughs> yeah. I, I, let's say it started at 7. <laughs> I was passed out at 7.30. Yeah, you were gone very quickly. There very was quickly. blow-up dolls. There was... Corey and maybe Tim Kalzak behind the bar. I don't think you remembered anything. From I I'm was stunned you have any recollection. I was out in the first 15 minutes <laughs> and was puking my brains out, out in the parking lot. My father-in-law was questioning my manhood. <laughs> it was... It was a rough bash. <laughs> I've never seen anyone down and out 15 minutes in, but you were... Wow. I uh, did not pace myself, no. and Corey and Tim were behind the bar making all kinds of, like, green and blue drinks or something, and <laughs> next thing you know, I was out getting dropped off and carried up to my bedroom. I think Bob Dewald. Yep. Trippy? No, that was another night when I was somewhere else. I There's think. not many nights with Kyle drinking. He, he does not have that sort of tolerance because at my wedding, he also lost it. Yes, yes. Delicious Italian wedding soup <laughs> on, on my all over bride's front lawn. front lawn. All over his front lawn because he couldn't keep it. And he, he got plastered. I mean, yeah, hey, so. I, I let loose at good times. I do. You do. It's fantastic. Um, There's that story. And then were you at Tim Kalzak's college graduation party where we were playing volleyball in the yes, backyard? Yep. I bought Tim a bottle of Black House and a bottle of Rumplemints. And 
I said, hey, why don't you try these? And he's like, nah. So he had a sip out of each bottle, and then I'm not lying, people. I finished both bottles in that event, and I got driven home, carried home. We did bounce Tim's car, though, off the street onto the sidewalk. I, I bet. Or yeah. no, yeah, was it Tim's car or Jimmy Wong's car? It was one of the two. I don't know. Somebody had a small car. But yeah, no, we you were uh, you've had those moments. I'm d- very very few, very few and frequent. But when you you've had those moments, man, I uh, yeah, yeah, that was that kids. Was experience. Kids don't drink, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Do we have? To, I want to play this one little clip here off the ESPN. Chris Canty talking shit about our Bills not being an AFC contender. We're gonna wait. God, 25 seconds i got to talk to fill this freaking commercial in. Luckily, I, th- I, think, I think he just wants to get um, his name out there. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, I don't even know who that is. So Chris Kent, he's a retired uh, Patriot lineman, I believe. Yeah, I think he played for the Ravens, too, for a little while. He, he, was, he was a good player. Yeah. Oh, that 25 seconds went by. Here we go. I, I don't necessarily know we're all going to disagree with them, whether he's talking shit or not. Right. Are you buying Josh Allen and the Bills as AFC contenders after this? Hell no. Oh, shit. Listen, even though they had a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter, they left the door open for the Tampa Bay Bucks to get back in it. That game should not have come down to a Hail Mary. Agree. Which Tampa True. should have executed successfully. Oh, there's his stats right there. Baker Mayfield had all day Super Bowl champion. And Chris Godwin, because two Bills defenders fell down, was wide open in the end zone. He just didn't look up to track the ball. <laughs> there was every opportunity for the Bucks to win that game. But and they the didn't. the reason they had set opportunities is because the Bills left the door open. When you look at the five plays, the handful of plays that could be the difference in the game. ESPN, the 14% chance the Bills reach game. the Super Bowl. Why aren't we going with the brotherly shove or the tush push? You used it on the tush push right drive there. to sustain right. that drive. If you'll use the QB sneak in the field, why won't you use it on fourth and one at the goal line? That's Maybe what I said. No sense. The second quarter pick from Josh Allen, I mean, we might as well put that on a loop because it seems like every week we're looking at plays that Josh Allen makes that turns into turnovers for the other team that leads directly okay. to points. That shouldn't happen. Well, that didn't happen. Two in the fourth week, quarter when you got an opportunity to So he did throw two picks. You didn't. You oh. handed the ball oh. to Latavius Murray in a situation where you probably be better better serve with a quarterback design run. And it's not like you didn't have any of those. You used the QB draw on the first drive you had. So yep. why not use your 6'5", 250-pound quarterback mm-hmm. as a guy in a design quarterback run where you have the numbers in the run game and it's advantageous for you. And then, of course, the face mask by Jordan Phillips that extends the drive and allows Tampa to pull within one score. Those are the things that happen that just shouldn't happen. And I don't understand why we continue to see it. It's Josh Allen. It's the coaching staff, Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey. Oh. And that's why I can't have the belief in this team as a contender. All right. So I completely agree when he says that because I've said it before to you boys. All right. McDermott's not going to get us to the, to the dance. I agree 100%. He's not. Mike, what is your thoughts on McDermott? Well, you and I have talked about it briefly. Um, he's an offense or defensive coordinator. That's what he is. You know, and look what's happening with our offense. If, what if Dable was still here? What if Dable was the head coach? But what if he was at least still the offensive coordinator? He's a difference maker. You know, so now you've got an inexperienced offensive coordinator being led by a defensive-minded head coach. I, I just don't see him taking us where we need to go. I think that they probably – okay, here, let me ask you this. In the offseason, do the Bills shop around for a D coordinator? I think they do. I think they should. And then McDermott could stay as the manager yep. who makes the timeout decisions and personnel or whatever choices or, you know, whatnot. Uh, 
because I agree. I think McDermott is a head coach label, but is really a defensive coordinator. I guess the question like is Rex that, Ryan, does that change what you're trying to change though? I think our complaint is that he's not an offensive minded head coach. And so you're just going to bring in a defensive coordinator and he's still going to be the head coach. He's not doing a bad job as our mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Just is, I think Dorsey's more the one on the hot seat than him. I would agree. Yeah, I, I think we, we've been pretty complimentary to the defensive side of the ball where I think they're, we're longing for something a little more as, on the offensive side. I think, again, if anyone's going to lose their job, first and foremost, is, you know, and again, I'm not really sure with all this offensive talent why they wouldn't have gone out and got a sexy offensive coordinator, someone that's got a little bit more of a history. Eric Bieniemy, Right, who's, who's got, uh, you know, whether he's proven or not, but... I mean, it doesn't seem like it's the right time to try someone brand new. Maybe, maybe he's gold at the end of it. Maybe, maybe we eat crow. But at the end of the day, it did seem like promoting this guy from quarterback all the way to offensive coordinator was a bit of a stretch. So I'd never be happier to eat crow than if we were wrong about Sean McDermott, I, honestly. But I, I, don't, I, I just don't have a good feeling about it. I think that it goes way above that, though. I think that they have to... Uh, look at, the, like, uh, Brandon Bean, maybe even Terry Pagula needs to look at themselves and they have to say, um, are we just going to get in the playoffs and lose in the second round again? Or are we going to contend for the Super Bowl? And I think that's how you have to kind of look at it. So McDermott's done a great job. He's changed the culture, like we've talked about before, and all that. He, it, it's, it's great. People want to come here now. That's it, wonderful. It, it's it's time we put up or shut up. You know, I'll, and, I'll go back to what I said. We, we In our lifetime, we won't win a Super Bowl. Won't if we won't win a Super Bowl if Josh Allen ever leaves? Like it, if we win a Super Bowl, it will be with that man as our quarterback. And I I think that that's why Dorsey is where he is. I think he and Josh got close. Josh had his his say, and I think Josh has his say on if they get rid of him. I really do. You know, so if he's married to Dorsey, that's a good point. You know, that is a good point. You know, we even brought that up. Maybe there, there is something to be said about relationships with. Quarterback coaches, offensive coordinators, quarter, you know, there is that. And if this guy has Josh's blessing, he does seem to have uh, an extreme amount of power within the Bills organization, then, then maybe, you know, maybe it's not an organizational decision. Maybe it was a Josh decision. And, and hey, if, if, if that makes Josh happy, I guess that's, that'll give us the best chance to win. Brandon? <laughs> oh, okay, I so, just want to win a freaking Super Bowl. I, I, I don't care if he takes us there. Yep. But I do agree, like, I don't know. Josh Allen's like a once-in-a-generation quarterback for us, it seems. I mean, look how long it's been since we've had somebody who even could give us Hope. any sort of gleam or even light at the end of the tunnel. And, I mean, it was Jim Kelly pretty much. And so... And I think after, Josh Allen's better than Jim Kelly. Right, right. yeah, I do too. I, I don't so know. you're talking another 20 years after Josh Allen's gone... <laughs> We're all well diverse in whether it's baseball, hockey, football. I, I don't cricket, I, I, cricket. I'm you know squash. I, I'm sure, maybe I'm missing something, but I think right now in the top four professional sports, the quarterback is the most important position in any other sport. More than goaltending, more than pitching, more than whatever. Center in basketball, point guard, whatever. And we have a top three, top five, and I, I, I think that, does, that doesn't happen. That's what I said last podcast. It doesn't are we happen wasting it? that we, we have that, so, that fortune to have one of the top players in the most coveted position 
in any of the four major sports. He's a Buffalo Bill. He's on the commercials dating a supermodel actress for a reason. And that's part and partial why if we don't $47 win, million. Dollars. We, I get it. If we don't win with him, we're in our lifetime. Maybe my son, daughters, maybe, maybe our kid's lifetime. It's, it's not going to happen in our lifetime. Who's, um, when Josh is on his game, who's better than him? Let's take out inconsistencies because he's he is he slides around up and down a little bit. Mahomes, yeah, for it sure. Pains me to say Mahomes for sure. I mean, it's he is good. Mm-hmm. Who set? Who who next? You said top three, five. So who else is better? Lamar Jackson. I was going to say Jackson. This, this season showing that the last two years, maybe not so much, but he has kind of found form from, from maybe pre-pandemic Lamar Jackson, where he was a top three quarterback. Justin Herbert. Nope, I put Justin ahead of him. Uh, Jalen Hurts, yeah. Jalen Hurts, yeah, yeah. No, I, I still put Josh. Not, not better. I still put Josh. Yeah, I, 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 you know, he, he's surrounded with maybe a stronger cast. You know, I think AJ Brown's an eagle, right? Yeah. Yep. So the bottom line is, he's got a good cast. He's got a, a, a good overall team. But in terms of one on one v one, if I got to pick, I'm. What about leading. what about Tua? Nope. Nah. He got the I arm. can't believe how the good history. they are with that guy. You know, that was. I think you asked earlier about who's going to be. Who's going to be there at the end, the Bills or the Dolphins, if Tua gets hurt? Oh, well. I mean, who, yeah. I know. Yeah, but you got to, the, the Dolphins haven't beaten anybody. They have not beaten a team that's over. They lost to the Eagles. Lost to the Bills, and they haven't played anyone that qualified, I believe, last year for the playoffs. Yeah. So the bottom line is, is that they're, they're, there's a lot more questions with the Dolphins right now than there are with the Bills, but it's just they, they've got that, that one game on us. If, if they're going to lose. Their, their strength of schedule, believe it or not, Turned out to be harder than the Buffalo Bills, even though the Bills won the division last year. When when they when they looked at the teams they were playing, their strength schedule was slightly harder than the Bills going into the season. And um, yeah, okay. So as you can see on the TV here, they beat the Chargers by two points. They beat the Patriots by seven. They beat the Broncos by fifty. <laughs> wow. Lost to the Bills by twenty eight. They beat the Giants by fifteen. They beat the Panthers. Well, the Panthers are the worst team in the league, you know, 42-21, and then they just lost the Eagles, and they play the Patriots. I'd be interested to see what they do, uh, what the Patriots can pull off against the Dolphins. Nah, they'll, they'll kill the Patriots. And then, you get the, and then you get the Chiefs, so we'll see what you really are about, Chiefs, right? Chiefs, Titans, they've got the Commanders, Baltimore. Jets, Raiders. They, they, they have a tough team. They have a tough schedule, Cowboys, too. Ravens. And us. They still have to play us. Right. They have to play us. They have to play the Ravens. They and Titans, but, you know, the Chiefs are up there. Um... Yeah, but I, I do like, or not, I'm sorry, it's not up there. I'm looking at pre, their preseason. Let's but, but the Ravens, the Cowboys, Titans, Chiefs. Shit, look at this. I asked about Tua. QBR, 70.9. Yeah. 70.9. Uh, his receivers are making him look great, though. He, I mean, he, he is, that, I mean, that they, when, they, when they're on, they're very good. When they're off, they can't, well, they've, they've shown the season very early. Oh, well, maybe they that's can't not. compete with the big dogs. I mean, Josh Allen's only got 100 or so more yards, and his QBR is 77 and a half. Right, yeah. So, so I mean, again, I, I, I don't know if he does. It's, he's right there. He does remind me of Alex Smith, the guy who can get you in the playoffs, maybe not win the whole thing. Oh, he, uh, he is a uh, game manager for sure. Right. So, I, I mean, let's, let's pick, uh, let's see what Mahomes is doing here. Oof. Yeah. So Mahomes has got less yardage than uh, Josh, but his QBR is a little bit higher. Yeah. There he is, Kelsey. Four, t- four TDs for Kelsey. I. It's just amazing how good that dude is, and all he's doing. 
Oh, we talked about it last week. Did you see an improvement of the Bills utilizing the middle of the field last night? A l- little bit. Yeah, I'd say so. What I don't understand is how the Bills don't have a guy that goes in the middle and just sits in the soft spot and Josh just finds... Like, that's what all Kelsey does. You're not seeing Kelsey going... I mean, I bet you... I kind of thought it would be Knox, but he can't catch the ball. He can't. Knox can't catch the ball. He only has one hand now, so... Yeah. 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 So it's just interesting. The NFL is definitely an interesting uh, monster, yeah. Yeah, there was somebody talking about it the other day that they just have not replaced, like, the Cole Beasley Mm -hmm. who can go in there and just, like, sit and get you your eight yards when you need it and just... I mean, they... I forget, I think it was on WGR, and they were just saying that, like, even when they brought Cole Beasley back, that Cole Beasley didn't replace yeah. Cole Beasley as he, he was the year it. before that. I think they want Dalton Kikade to be that yeah. eventually. Yeah. Or, I, I mean, you could, I honestly think that you could put Davis or Kincaid in there. Cook? In that, in that spot. When, when you run Cook out, you know. Or Shakir. Back, Shakir. Or Shakir. Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Um, what's the deal with Sherfield? Is he just a placeholder? Seems like it. Is he even <laughs> active? Was he active? He was in the game last night. Yeah. Right. He's that probably, shows you. That shows you how uh, you know much of an impact he is. He's probably only caught two balls all year. I think. Yeah. Not many. I saw him on special teams because I thought he was going to get called for a penalty, and then I don't remember him doing much of anything. I mean, that's you know that's a good problem to have, right? I mean, God, what a what a good problem for the Bills to have. Kincaid all pro last night. Shakir all pro last night. Davis all pro last night. Who struggled? Diggs. That's a good problem to have. And it's, it, Dix has shown he's not going to stay there, but it's not, right. they're not. And they're in, they're in, in my opinion, he didn't really struggle that much, I don't think. I, I think he just didn't have a game where he had 100 yards. Right. Which yeah. he still had, he had like I nine had, catches, I think. Yeah, he, and he had like four or five games in a row where he had 100 yards. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think he just he just didn't get 100 yards, I think. I mean, that's all. I guess he didn't have a, a, golden, uh, a golden star night kind of thing, I guess. And that's okay. Yes, you know, that, no, that's, that's what I'm right. saying. It's a good, it's right. a good problem to have. But the way he plays, so Davis's touchdown, there was miscommunication, all that, but they all followed him. Absolutely. So that's a byproduct of what he does week in week out. Yep. So you know he'll right. he'll probably be back at it next time against Cincinnati. Good take. Yeah. Good take. Yeah. That's a Sunday night game. Yep. Okay. All right. Good segue. Yes, it is. Um. Okay. Uh, prediction? Yes, we, is that where we're going? I'm right? ready, just I'm ready right, to go for that one. Just I'm, straight I'm to predictions? It. I'm feeling it. After listening to this podcast, I was a little uncomfortable, but bringing up the facts that the Bills play better against their opponents, they've got that revenge factor. I'm feeling more confident about this game, actually like 10 times more confident about going into Cincinnati 10 days after they played than I did going at home against Tampa Bay. I got the Bills winning 27-24. I got them winning Cincinnati. I think their heads are going to be screwed on just right. It's on the road. They don't have to worry about the home crowd. Um, I think they're they're going to have that revenge factor. I, I like the Bills to win. I think this just could be a defining moment in their season right here. I I hope you're right. Um, I'm I'm going to go against the Bills, unfortunately here. But uh, if if I lose, I win, right? Right. So uh, I'm going to go Bengals 35, Bills 27. And I think a lot of what we talked about is about how the the defense plays too much and and all that good stuff. I think that's going to factor into the game big time. Milano is done, 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 done? I think so. I mean, I don't think they've come out and said season ending, but I mean. Because I thought I saw something on there there somebody came out and said that he is tracking ahead of schedule. I, I think, I mean, 
You know I mean? Like playoffs, uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Mike, do you have a – I'm going to put you on the spreadsheet here. Oh, look at that. I get a pick. Um, so I, I, I agree with – Sean, I, I think that we are going to win this. I'm going to I'm going to go with my brain and say the Bills with the win, and I'm going to go with my heart with the score. <laughs> I, I, we we haven't put up over thirty in a while, so I'm going to say um, thirty-one twenty-seven. Close game, high scoring. We we win it. Okay. All right, uh, Brendan. Uh, I hate picking against the Bills, but honestly, what I've seen like the past few weeks, just I. Can't pick them. I think it's going to be a disappointing game. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope that we have a bounce-back game, but maybe if I pick against them, we will because I've been wrong when uh, I said I think we're going to have one. So I'm going to have to say I think Bengals take it 31-24. Okay, so are the Bengals, I haven't watched anything. I haven't followed any of them. Is their pass offense or their run offense stronger right now? They still have the best two receivers, I think. Best receiving core in the entire NFL. All right, so the Bills struggled. Uh, man, the Tampa Bay's got a decent running back. That number one kid, they, the he was slashing and slicing us. Yeah, but the front four kind of kept him, kind of kept him contained. Yeah, I, it, I did, their running game did not take over. I think when the Bills' offense kind of started to stammer and wasn't keeping the defense on the sidelines, and I think the defense was getting tired. You know, like they have been because mm-hmm. they've been playing a lot. Um, I think if a running back wants to do well. He plays the Bills. I'm going with the Bills. I scoring. No, no, no. That's that's. I don't know why that's there. Oh, okay. I liked what I saw. It was a a great improvement from the last three games. I was disappointed that it didn't happen all game. You know what though? Then again, in a big emotional game, I think they're not going to do well. Shit. <sighs> Gotta believe, Kyle. Gotta believe. Believe. That's right. Gotta believe. All right, I'm going to go uh, Bills 24, Bengals 17. 17s are wild. I, yeah. I will say that. So what? I, I was pretty uh, I was pretty happy about the game last night for the most part. I mean, I know the things happened at the end that we didn't we didn't want to. I mean, for them. Christ's sake, they're listening to our podcast. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they should keep on doing it. And, and hearing me pick against them, hopefully that gives them some, uh, you know, light, light a fire, fire <laughs> under their ass, you know? But I, I feel like the, the game last night, um, you kind of win one – to fight another day, too. Like, I, I think that we, we, we played well with the first half. The second half, not so much. I think there's a lot they have to change still. And, uh, you know, hopefully they work that out in Cincinnati. Well, this is a long episode, but it was a fun episode. We had a couple callers. We, uh, that was some fun stuff. Everyone have a very safe and successful Halloween. Happy yeah. Halloween. Yeah, you too. Uh, anybody, anyone got planned? I'm going to Viola's. Yep. And you're all <laughs> welcome to come to Viola's house. We Halloween it up because that's what we do. And I'm not dressing up. You don't have to. <laughs> Trick or treat. I'm going to come as Zod Bill's uh, podcast. Host. <laughs> stickers as the, the engineer. I'm going to come as the Zod Bill's engineer. engineer. I'll yeah. be driving by on November 1st. It's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's gone as of 10 in the morning. It's all down. <laughs> and then Christmas goes up immediately. That's what I'm looking yep. for. I'm and, looking and for Mike, Christmas. Mike is... Fully at fault for this. Mike's house. It's Mike's. It's, it's Mike's to blame. Mike's, yeah. I, I'm just continuing his legacy of, yeah. of designing and decorating. Well, hold on. We we didn't really fully introduce Mike's relationship to the group. Yeah. Mike is my neighbor. He lives a few doors down. Yes. Mike, Mike inspired my son. If my son goes into anything electronic, it'll be because of Mike's neighborhood, Mike's house. Well, why don't we, why don't we get into that? Oh. I've been friends with Sean for years. Right. I've known Mike for a couple of years now. And somehow the three of us are inter- it's Western Con- right. connected. Yeah. 
Yeah. Brent's so. my son's coach. Uh, Mike's my son's inspiration. Denny's the nephew of my other son's best friend. Kyle Matterzik is. Oh, my God. Freaking doesn't say my name right no, on purpose. That, that's go. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Kyle is, is just in and around. We're, we're all connected. He sees my son in every place. My older I, son. I, I see his he son every, my, everywhere. I mean, we're, we're all kind of. And that's, well, that's okay. Well, discuss how you met Mike, though, years Mike, ago. Mike had Mike made TV. He made in Buffalo News. And, and with, with his Halloween display, and it was almost free childcare. It was something that if you did well in school, we're going to go we're gonna, to Parker, and we're going to look at Mike's house. And he'd sit there, and he'd let my son, when he was really just like six, seven years old, fix the stuff. And it, it was great. It was great to see. And, and to this day, the only photo short of Jesus Christ in my son's room is Mike with my son. Still hanging up. In his inflatables in a frame. That's it. His wow. father's not there. His grandfather's not there. It's, yeah, it's an uncle's. Nope. It's simply just Mike in, in my son's room. Which is, <laughs> is this the first you're hearing this, Mike, or no? I no, told no, you the story a couple this. of yeah. times. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's it. That's it. So I, yeah, I, I didn't want to drag on the podcast any longer, but I did want to say happy Halloween to everyone. Yeah, be too. safe, be successful, and get a lot of candy. Hey, we screwed up. What, uh, what was the backbreaker play of the game? We, oh, backbreaker <laughs> play. Um, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Uh, Kincaid. I thought his touchdown, Josh's roll, Josh's his touchdown. I thought that put them in a really good spot, both emotionally. I thought they put them in a really good spot in terms of the score. I thought they felt really good, maybe a bit overconfident. That was my backbreaker play. For me, it was the undisciplined penalties. At the end of the game, the last drive, I think it was the last drive, second last drive. Uh, you you just can't do those kind of things at that time in the game, especially. And uh, they they do that kind of thing quite often. And so you gotta you gotta clean it up a little bit, I think. Okay. Mike, do you have one? I'm going to say the, the Josh rushing touchdown. Because he has not been running, once he ran that first one in, it kind of changed everything, I think. you know. So I'm going to say the Josh rushing. Okay. Brendan, do you have one? No. Okay. Um, I really don't have a uh, – I'm sure I wrote it down somewhere in this scribbly mess. Um, backpacker play. I have uh, the Empire – towing and recovery comeback play of the game. And I would give that to Mr. Dorsey for changing up his offensive scheme and uh, coming out playing the J-Gun. Zob Bill's podcast is a presentation of Kmart Productions, sponsored by Doug's Chiropractic and Empire Towing and Recovery. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Zob Bill's is executively produced by Kyle. Executive sound engineering by Kyle. Art, lighting, music, also by Kyle.